Morning, team. Nice to have your company. Welcome along to Sunday morning. All quiet in London town. And remember, the clocks have gone forward, so for all those people who forgot to put the clocks forward, it's now coming up to five past seven. Or if uh, you're still in bed, it's five past six. You might as well stay there because you're far too drunk to adjust the clock anyway. In fact, luckily, they, uh, they were going to uh, destroy our clock the, uh, the anarchists in Trafalgar Square. The police managed to corral them all down there, the silly little girls' blouses who were doing the usual sort of thing. Uh, they obviously don't like anything. If you like going round to their house this morning, waking them up and smashing all their windows. But here they are, pictured on the front of the papers today, the saddos, the masked thugs picking up road signs and chucking them through the Ritz Hotel window. A thousand of them occupying, I think, Fortnum and Masons. They're rather stupid people of limited intelligence uh, who just really wouldn't be happy living you know, with anybody at all. They're not actually fit to be seen in society. They hijacked the TUC march and uh, these little splinter groups broke off. They're obviously people who claim, the, claim benefits. They don't actually serve any useful purpose, except they want to destroy everybody else's property. So, as I say, I'd be more than happy to find out where they live and go around and destroy their property. Just sort of, you know, say tit for tat, as it were. Because here they are, pictured on the front of the papers. I mean, at one point, they were throwing ammonia, which they put into light bulbs. I mean, what sort of sick people are they? You know, so I hope that when the, uh, the judges have the 200 or so people up before them, they're extremely harsh. Let's stamp on this straight away, shall we? We've had rather silly little people before throwing fire extinguishers from the uh, roofs of buildings. This time round, they were breaking open light bulbs, pouring in ammonia and throwing them. Ammonia. I mean, you really want to name and shame. And I reckon that this week, the police will be putting out the pictures of the people and you'll be naming and shaming. Because these people have gone round and they've defaced your capital. No reason for it whatsoever. They're just filth. They've been round, they've smashed windows, they've stolen, they've graffitiised Trafalgar Square, they've written all over the, uh, the lines. Admittedly, you know, we, we can take it all off, but frankly, I want to see them out there without their silly little girly scarves on. You know, they're not big, they're not clever, they're rather stupid, they'll amount to nothing, uh, but, uh, but for a few hours they inconvenience London. Strangely enough, up in Oxford Street, even though in the middle it was all kicking off, people carry on doing their shopping. And weren't particularly bothered about it at all. But they brought in extra people. They cleaned it all up. You'd never know. There's no glass all over the place. But as I say, as they're all, all these little girls' blouses are happily sleeping home, I want to go around and wake them up. I did drive through Piccadilly earlier. And frankly, I did, I was, as I was driving in, I remember thinking to myself, I think I've made a mistake. Because having seen all the, the images on the television... I thought, there's bound to be... I'll never be able to park in the usual place because there'll be police vans all over Trafalgar Square. Not one police van. I didn't see one. I saw an ambulance earlier on in Piccadilly. I didn't see anything. I've only ever seen two police men this morning. There was one police car in Leicester Square, just to make sure I got in the building fine. And uh, so thank you to them for that. But the rest of it, it's absolutely empty. Presumably, you know, anarchists have to go and sleep and sort of, you know, work themselves up so they can go down and collect all their benefits that they're... I tell you, I, I would love to be a judge. I would love to be a judge. I'd have an absolute field day. Absolute field day. You go to prison for ten years. Sorry? Ten years. Goodbye, thank you. Take them down. You know, get them outside, hang them. I'm, there's no point. No point. Might as well be terribly draconian about this. Because I don't see why, for a city that we all love and respect, these people should come in and ruin it for us. I don't know who they're supposed to be against, but they're actually ruining buildings so that people, the tourists who come here, enjoy looking at London, enjoy going round and go, what have they done? They're anarchists. God, I thought they died out donkey's years ago. No, they're still hanging around with their antiquated ideas, and they think that by writing all over windows and sort of barricading people in Topshop, that kind of makes a difference to the rest of us. Sadly not. Sadly not. We're bigger than that and stronger than that. And, uh, and we live to fight another day, whereas 
they won't be doing anything because there's 200 of them up in court very, very shortly. Also, the papers today, apart from that, it's the usual rubbish from Jordan, I'm afraid. Uh, she's attacking Ale- uh, Alec, the, uh, the ex-husband. He's attacking her. Uh, and then over in the other stupid paper, the Daily Star, you've got poor old Peter Andre dragged out to yet an, honestly, a man of 40-plus still being told what to do by his agent, because Pete just quite clearly doesn't have any thoughts by himself, dragged out to a party so they can say that he's with Amy Childs, who is the girl from The Only Way is Essex. The only reason he's with Amy Childs is because she's with his agent as well. So in an effort, a desperate attempt, to try and get poor Amy, thick as a plank, some publicity in the papers... They have to put them together. And you could see that he just looks very uncomfortable with the whole thing. But uh, as she can't get any publicity at all, let's link her with Peter Andre. But it's the same agent. We're doing exactly the same as we did before. Any stories you read about Peter Andre and loves of his life, you can bet your bottom dollar it's just made up by, by Claire. I do like the story, though, in the paper of, um, of a guy called Anthony Anderson. He's obviously made loads of money. He used to sell hot dogs in Newcastle's big market. It must be huge money in hot dogs, because he's just bought himself the Moscow State Circus. Now, I should point out that Moscow State Circus is owned by an English company, and it's just called Moscow, and they bring over acts and stuff like that. But he's actually bought it. Uh, his wife, Vicky, thinks he's a bit of a clown for buying it. Imagine having your own circus. I love the idea. I just love the idea of having your own circus. So he says, ever since I was a boy, I've loved it. You could say I've gone from the big market to the big top. Selling fast food on a Friday and Saturday night in the big market is a circus experience. The acrobats are performed by lads and lasses lashed up on Newcastle Brown trying to juggle their hot dogs after too many pints. And he had the urge to run away and join the circus when he was a young lad, so he's bought it. Well, that must be more money in hot dogs than I ever thought possible, I suppose. Uh, still waiting for the, uh, the big fat gypsy eviction to begin, but apparently the, um, the government haven't bankrolled the police for the job, so that and the police are elsewhere busy trying to sort of sort out these pathetic little people. There's a picture in the paper today of um, of a protester lashing out at a policeman with a stick. I mean, absolutely lashing out. And, you, and you, luckily, he's identifiable. And then, for some reason, all these other events, you get loads of people who are taking pictures with sort of little scarves around their faces. They'll all be middle-class students, and their mummies and daddies are going to be very cross when they get home and smack the bat of the back of their little legs. And uh, Fortnum and Mason, you know, they were throwing paint from the rooftops, quite clearly identifiable. And uh, so luckily, and I'm hoping it would be nice, wouldn't it, for the government kind of, you know, stop pussyfooting around this kind of uh, issue and started handing out some severe sentences. You know, you go to prison, two years. OK, well, you know, you start throwing ammonia, we're going to start throwing you in prison. It's as simple as that. Elizabeth Taylor's uh, fortune, they say, will be divided equally between her family and charities. There's a rumour that it's going to go to her agent, her, her manager, who was with her for years and years. Uh, they reckon she was worth about 360 million. They've said here her billion dollar fortune. It's not a billion dollars. She was making some money, but she certainly wasn't making that sort of money. Uh, around 360 million, which is not bad, which is not bad at all. Michael Barrymore is in the paper today. He, uh, he attempted to come back as a stand-up comic. He was jeered off stage as he tried out new gags at a top comedy venue. He was a surprise guest where he performed a rambling 15-minute set to a baffled crowd and left to a chorus of boos. I don't really know what you could do with Michael Barrymore now. I think there's, there's a, a certain troubled soul underneath. I remember when he went to an award ceremony and he started behaving in a most peculiar manner. Uh, the host told the crowd, though, I thought it was completely fantastic. A man who's uh, from a completely different circuit and hasn't done stand-up in years gets up in front of you all. 
He's hoping, of course, to resurrect his career. He's going to top the bill in Blackpool for the summer season at the North Pier Theatre. And strangely enough, impresario Dougie Chapman said, I think the nation is ready to accept Michael back into their hearts. Do you think the nation is? To be honest with you, I think Michael Barrymore was a fool. What he did was the most foolish thing that you could ever do. You go out to a, a pub and you have a few drinks with a few straight people and then you get carried away and then you go all back to my place. And that's when the trouble started. And that's when it went downhill. So people go back there and uh, they're all impressed. Ooh, it's like, you know, going back to somebody very famous. I've seen Michael perform on stage a couple of times and, uh, and each time it's been a bit laboured. And yet some of his early stuff was inspired. Ever since his wife died, and it was one of those peculiar sorts of marriages. I mean, she must have known he was gay, for God's sake. And uh, I mean, any man who's married but walks around with a little Bichon frieze on the end of a lead, you know, not exactly going to be the butcher's thing in the books. So consequently, he does this act on, so he sweats all the way through it. The press then leapt on him. And, and yet the early stuff, when he did the Royal Varieties, it was, it was really brilliant. Now it's a bit difficult. It's further down the line. And perhaps people have moved away from his sort of humour. Would you go and see... Michael Barrymore, do let me know. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Oh, no, I knew I forgot to mention something. Oh, God, dear. In the light of um, our Apple iPad 2, which we gave away on Friday on the programme, this morning, my How Low features an Apple iPhone 3GS. So if you're looking for a phone and you're looking for a nice phone, then this one can be yours. It's got a 3-megapixel camera, high-quality video recorder, an internet device and 8 gigabytes of memory. So there's plenty of room for your music your photos and your videos. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's how it works. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning. And to play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence. So if you want to bid 11p, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 11, and send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid uh, £2.18, you text Steve, 218, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes... At 10am this morning, you must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Let me remind you that the Apple iPhone 3GS has got a full colour touch screen that can be used for viewing the videos, playing the games and browsing the internet. Once you've played with it, you'll never put it down. OK? You can only win that on the programme this morning because it finishes at 10. And with the time, just in case you're worried about it, at quarter past seven, you've got about uh, two and three quarter hours to get your hands on it. OK? Talking of, uh, of time, quarter past seven. With the travel, Tom Bell. Uh, thank you. Good morning. The A40 is uh, closed. Coming. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 17 minutes past seven. You have put the clocks forward, haven't you? It takes me for ages. I mean, it must have taken a good 30 minutes to go around and change every clock. I'm trying to remember which ones. I've some Velcroed up here. And then another clock arrived in today. So I've now got four clocks in the bathroom. I'm determined not to miss out. Luckily, the television and the, uh, the computer and everything else changed themselves, which is good news. Stuart and Rob say, can you wish our friends Tom, Doctor Who Baker, and his wife Sue a very happy 25th wedding anniversary for next week. We look forward to seeing them. So uh, Tom Baker and his wife Sue... 25th wedding anniversary. I hope you have a fantastic time. We're open Monday to Friday, 9 till 5. This is Britain. We're open to everybody except anarchists. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also, it's, um, it's the Dancing on Ice final. And they're doing Bolero. I know they're doing Bolero because I've got some pictures that were sent to me yesterday from the rehearsal. And when I looked at the picture, I was hoping... Although, uh, the, wait a minute. Actually, looking at it, uh, Kerry Katona is on it. 
You remember Kerry Katona, the waste of space who thinks she has a career but actually doesn't put any effort into anything at all. And she appears to be on it doing Bolero, which is very, very odd indeed. And uh, Laura Hamilton, who? And Chloe Maidley, who? Uh, will also be dancing with Sam. My money's on Sam, but I have a horrible feeling that, um, that he won't win. I have a feeling, of course, and then the other one. I mean, luckily, they'll all disappear into obscurity, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Good news is, for people who sweat, and a lot of people, as we go into the summer, and you do get it a lot on trains, where somebody lifts up their shirt, and underneath, it's all, it's all wet and damp, because some, I don't perspire. I was going to say sweat. I don't perspire. I'm actually one of these lucky... I just do it on my face. My body, dry as a bone. But Marks and Spencers have brought out a shirt which eradicates dreaded sweat patches. It's, uh, it's available, I think, online today and in the stores tomorrow. And it's a fabric smart enough for work that doesn't show embarrassing wet underarms following exercise. So what they've done is they've put an inner layer that dries perspiration plus an outer layer that repels moisture. And what they've actually done is they actually tried it out on a couple of models. And uh, after 15 minutes on a cycling machine... Simon is soaking wet, but Chris stays dry. And it's amazing, isn't it? 40 quid, though. 40 quid for a bit of technology. But it depends how bad a problem it is. I worked with somebody on television once who used to sweat really badly, and they make things for television people that you put underneath your arm. And it's like, I suppose it's like a pad or something. Because it can be a problem. And even though some people use lots of deodorant, it just doesn't make any difference. They just seem to absolutely sweat buckets. Uh, so here they are, Laura and Chloe, wearing their underwear, because uh, Laura's a children's presenter. Oh, no, she's not. She's given that job up now. So that's very good, isn't it? Uh, sad Alex. Sad, dreary, boring Alex, married to dreary, boring Katie Price. He says, at my lowest, I just thought it would be a lot easier not to be here. So, of course, he's talking about suicide, how he felt about suicide. He says, I believed in the marriage. Uh, unfortunately, she thinks completely differently in one of the other papers, so one sells the story. I mean, she is quite clearly vile and revolting, and he's just a bit stupid and naive. Whichever way you look at it, they're both publicity-hungry. You just wish they'd both fall off the end of South End Pier and disappear forever, don't you? It is awful. Uh, also, lovely to see that, um, that uh, Jack Tweed, marking the anniversary of Jade Goody's uh, death in a hot tub. Fantastic. Up to the usual standards. But uh, they say here... He arrived at uh, Sheffield Steelhouse Club. His grief had, had evaporated. Thank goodness for him. He wasted no time stripping off to sit in a, in a hot tub with all the girls. So I'm, I'm amazed that actually anybody wants to hang around anywhere near him, but there you go. And uh, Joanne Jordan's baby-faced toy boy, Leandro Penner, who's still in the country. There must be some visa you've got there. Uh, abandoned the mother of his child. Sorry, Katie, your new man's a love rat. I don't believe together. I think she just does things for publicity purposes and, uh, and the children just have to get used to another uncle coming into the family. It's a bit like all of them. I opened up a paper the other day and, um, and, I, had a, and I had a look at uh, the pictures of was it Katie Price's with the children, Peter Andre with the same children. They just all parade them in front of the cameras and then Kerry Katona with the children. And the good news is this morning Jason Gardner has taken his hat off and he's got hair. £35,000 of his own hair follicles from the back of his head replanted. It does look quite good, actually. It could be a toupee. It's, put it this way, I mean, if this is a £35,000 transplant, it actually looks really good. But on the other hand, I've seen people spray stuff on their hair before uh, to make it look a little bit more interesting, because this does look quite good, Jason. It doesn't look bad. So he took off the hat, and, and here is some hair 
Although I'd, I'd need to see it close up. I couldn't, I couldn't just confirm that uh, he's grown it or whether or not it's a joke. But he says it's a £35,000 operation. It saved me from pain, self-loathing and depression. Because some people, you know, when they lose their hair and some people lose it completely, they get really, really depressed about it. I can remember when I first started losing my hair, which must have been about um, about 30-something years ago. And I remember walking down the stairs in one of the buildings we're in and somebody behind me went, oh, you've got a bald patch. I went, hmm. And I immediately had to go to the to the mirror and sort of tilt my head to see if I could see the ball patch. And they were right. And I used to blame it on the fact that broadcasters wear headphones. I used to sit there and Bill Bingham used to say it's broadcasters baldness because you take headphones on and off. And I, 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 I thought I thought about suing the company actually at one point, you know, for about a second. And if you move your headphones backwards and forwards, it's going to rub the hair away. And so that's exactly what I thought it was. I thought I was going bald that way. And then eventually, I mean, it took a long time to have the courage to actually have it sort of, you know, cut down really short. It it does make a lot of difference. And so I did do that. And to be honest with you, I've never looked back. People keep saying, why don't you just sort of have it all off? I said, no, no, no. Because at the moment, I'm suffering from this delusion that most men who don't have a lot of hair suffer from, is the fact that from the front, we look fine. We look as though we've got hair. But Jason's hair looks quite good. In fact, with it, he looks a bit John Barrowman. Probably dreadful insult to poor old John Barrowman, but uh, if that if, if thirty five thousand pounds and he got that and it makes him feel better, then that's fine. I mean, I'd, not up to us to decide what somebody spends their money on, but uh, he obviously felt felt very depressed. He said, "I had a hair rug; it's barbaric. My head felt like it had knives being stuck into it." And when people asked me what I thought of their haircut, I'd think, "I want to rip every hair out of your head." But it does look quite good, except it does make him look a bit like Jack Tweed, as well as John Barrowman. And uh, on the final. He said the strongest skater is Sam Atwater. Technically, he's brilliant, but there are moments where he doesn't draw you in. Uh, Laura, uh, always given a great performance. We'd heard that. And Chloe is the outsider, but has narrowed the gap. I don't know, Chloe, what, what do you do when you, when you don't win this? And Sam or Laura, I mean, it'd be lovely if actually it was a tie and they all did it, because otherwise you're going to have tears and everything. And, uh, and I suppose... They then, they then move on. Oh, talking of moving on, here she is again, I'm afraid. Dreary old Kerry Katona. She's in love. Going to be going out with him about five seconds, but already it's true love and they're talking children, as you can well imagine. Another one to parade in front of your own children. Fantastic. And uh, unfortunately, the showbiz editor had to have a picture taken with her. Can't stand the old bag. I really can't. Uh, here's a woman, a grandmother. Uh, Masia Mahmood is doing another one of his great exposures. This time, it's Britain's most evil granny who sells girls as young as 13 for sex. And um, this woman here stood to pocket at least £20,000 for pimping five youngsters. Oh, dear. How disgusting. But anyway, well done to Mazir. He always does these, uh, these very good, these very, very good stories. Um, other ones in the, uh, in the People Today. Uh, take that. I've thrown their support behind Blue's battle to win Eurovision. I've told you I didn't think the single was that bad. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was brilliant, but I thought it was better than a lot of the other stuff. Whether they, they can deliver it live, I don't know, because that's what they'll have to do, I'm afraid. And um, another buddy. Oh, there's um, apparently there was um, a bit the other day I was reading. It. It's, uh, it's another Hollyoaks actress who's uh, fallen in love. She's sort of she's a wag, I think. Ian Highland. I wish they changed the colour of his page. It's not it's not best. He said, but I'm I'm gutted. I missed Tuesday's daybreak. For a start, I didn't see Peter Kay giving a rare TV interview dressed as Geraldine. Oh, he turned up on everything, Ian. He was on absolutely everything. Plus, I was unable to enjoy the moment the host asked viewers to suggest the worst double acts of all time. Christine Bleakley and Adrian Childs would be the first one. 
And I'll tell you why I liked the other day, and I didn't think I was going to. I turned on the television briefly to watch Loose Women, mainly because they're dumping Colleen and I couldn't be happier. And once we've got rid of Denise Welsh, I'll be a lot happier. And that ghastly singing teacher, she'll have to go as well, because there's something definitely not right there. And, uh, and they put on Christopher Dean from Torville and Dean. And, you know, away from the ice dancing programme, where he's a bit wooden, he's a little bit Sherwood Forest, uh, when he was chatting there, he was really nice. He was really, really nice. I thought, how lovely. And, and he was witty and funny and self-deprecating, and it just, it just worked. Confusion on last Sunday's Dancing on Ice, writes Ian Highland. As Pip Schofield announced, it's the first time we've had two headbangers on one show. He said, I wasn't sure if he was referring to the notoriously dangerous ice spin or just copped an eyeful of gorgeous Holly Willoughby in that dress. Meanwhile, Johnson to Harry's failure to reach the final would have come as a relief to the producers... Uh, and it was no surprise to anyone who's watching from the start. Sadly, it's left us with the most uninspiring trio since bacon, lettuce and tomato, which means all we'll have to look forward to tonight is Jason Gardner's new hair basking in its ringside glory. Our only other unfinished business, why Judy Finnegan has turned up every single week, was taken care of by this Chloe Maidley revelation. On a Sunday, there's alcohol all over the place backstage. <laughs> so there you have it. Judy's just keeping a watchful eye on her girl like... Any mum would do. Oh, that's really sweet, actually, because I love seeing Judy in the audience. It doesn't look as though she's with it half the time, and Richard's standing there being that geeky, embarrassing father. Go on, Chloe, go on, Chloe, and clapping and waving wildly, and we're all thinking, I wish you'd fall off the end of the ocean. You know, in a caring kind of way. I don't think that's in a nasty way. I mean that in a caring kind of way. More from the papers coming up very, very shortly. Don't forget my how low this morning is the Apple iPhone 3GS. You'll get it for pennies. This is LBC 97. Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to eight. Nice to have your company. You all got thoughts about the obnoxious little twerps who were in London yesterday. I mean, pictures I was just looking at a minute ago of them kicking the uh, the Porsche showroom in Mayfair's windows in. For what purpose? I mean, you know, perhaps they don't want to make anything of themselves. Perhaps they're so... Perhaps, really, we should feel sorry for them because they are of limited intelligence. Or perhaps their mummy and daddies drive Porsches and they've said to them, no, we're not going to give them to you because you're too stupid. Even more stupid is Katie Price's Argentinian toy boy. Leandro Penner. They've been going out for, I think, five minutes. It might be six. But uh, he's given an interview to the paper. Bless his heart. Dim as well as stupid. My Katie's divine and humble, but her exes just want to make her look bad. You really don't know her, do you, love? You've, really, you've got no idea how vile she is. But anyway, you'll find out. Uh, 84850. Les and Sandra say, welcome to British summertime. Yep, clocks have gone forward. This is now officially British summertime. <clears throat> Very cold out there. And we notice that all the clubs... They all stay open later because they don't add the extra hour on till they finish, which I always thought was a bit bizarre because, unfortunately, if you're in radio, the clocks move on, so you lose an hour of your show, whereas, in fact, really, I think it's just been knock-on effect and we all take it in turns to decide who's actually going to lose an hour of their show because I lost an hour last week, and uh, so this week we're back to normal time. Oh, which reminds me, actually, if you've got a question for Darren, he's got, oh, we need to phone him as well, apparently. He's, I'm not even sure whether to do his clocks or something. I don't know. And uh, he's bound to have forgotten. So if you've got a question for Darren in the, in the gadget part of the programme, then uh, you need to get those questions in quick as possible. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at lbc.co.uk. OK. And uh, we'll do those. We've got the how low coming in a minute. Going back to Les and Sandra, do beg your pardon. Have you read about uh, Alex Jones from The One Show and Fern Cotton being suggested to cover the future royal wedding instead of David Dimbleby? Well, I can't believe Fern Cotton. I mean, the woman can't string two words together. Uh, and Alex Jones. I think they're, they're actually trying to make something off her, but to be quite honest with you, 
There is, uh, there's nothing about her that, that says royal wedding. I think Fern Cotton, because didn't, you know, hasn't she met William or something? I can't remember. And I'm sorry, it's a royal wedding. It should be covered by David Dimbleby, if that's who they happen to choose. You don't want two silly people doing it. Uh, Linda says, I'd go to see Michael Barrymore stand up, but admit it's down to nostalgia for his early career. I hope he'd be good, but I'm fearful for him. Yes, I mean, I think he's his own worst enemy. I think he is his own worst enemy. Actually, I'm, I'm watching these television images now on Sky, which are people throwing crash barriers through windows and then standing back and clapping themselves. Are they limited intelligence people, these? Or are they just particularly stupid? You see, I want to go up there and just rip their little masks off and go, look, this is what your mummy and daddy brought into the world. Neil in Croydon says, wish everybody good luck who's taking part in the Marsden March, a charity walk from the Royal Marsden in Fulham to the Marsden in Sutton. Also a number of celebrities taking part with 2,000 walkers. See, I like that idea, a walk. There's no point in running. I couldn't, I couldn't do the running bit at all. Uh, Wendy says the morons in London, when convicted, should be made to pay for all the damage they've done. That'll hurt more than prison. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think they should also have to come round and clean everything up and, and do everything. And, and then we hang them. I think that's the, that's the way forward, isn't it? Oh, I tell you who died. I tell you who died. A, a great broadcasting legend. Uh, somebody who will go back to many of your uh, childhoods. That's a guy called Keith Fordyce. Keith Fordyce died. He was, he was the man who used to do Ready, Steady, Go. He fronted the Friday night pop show for two years with the catchphrase, great, great catchphrase, the weekend starts here. Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, just, you know, I'm thinking of doing one that everybody in December will be using. I guarantee it's got Merry Christmas. It'll catch on. You watch. Everybody doing it around the office. Come Christmas time, they'll all be doing it. But he introduced acts such as the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Started out at Radio Luxembourg in 1955 and went on to host Thank You, Lucky Stars. Hosted Come Dancing and retired with his wife Anne to Devon, where they ran a vintage museum. He was 83 and uh, he'd been suffering from Alzheimer's. So a great broadcaster. You know, if you ask people in the business, Keith Fordyce, they'll all know exactly who he is. Except the younger people around here who won't because they're too young to remember. So uh, Keith Fordyce died. Uh, Other stories of the paper today. Uh, Oh, yes, I was so thrilled. Did you buy a ticket or did you not get a ticket? For the lottery on Friday. Bit excited. Bit excited. 120 million. Two people from overseas got it. You see, I, I'm under the misapprehension. I think when it says Euro millions, I think it means Twickenham. I don't think that it incorporates other European countries. But, yeah, there was a second prize. I didn't get it. I got, I got £2.50 on it. I mean, it's almost like a kick in the teeth. Because it was somebody, I think, from Portugal. God knows. It's probably the government. And uh, somebody might have been from Belgium. And so they got about £75 million euros each. I couldn't be happier. I really could not be happier. So uh, so we all sit back and go, oh. I'm sure we spend more money on it than everybody else, but they, they win it. Why can't we just have a proper lottery? Say, £120 million. I was trying to think that. I mean, it's probably just as well I didn't win it. I'm trying to think how I'd cope with the press. And what about the begging letters? What about those? I carry on sending them. But you just have to, you'd have to get used to the fact you had £120 million. I thought I could have coped with 60 actually. 60 would have, would have done me fine. Or 70 or 80 or anything at all. Because that's what you buy a ticket for, isn't it? You buy a ticket to win. Don't buy a ticket to get, you know, £2.50, believe you me. You know, I mean, two pound, because it said, you know, congratulations, the ticket that you bought for Friday night's lottery, you know, so log on to your account. And, uh, and, and so I, with trepidation, hoping to see something like £120 million, But I knew already the main prize had gone. So I was still hoping maybe, you know, 100000 something like that. And when I clicked, I thought it's a mistake. £2.50, somebody's having a laugh. You know, they've decided to wind up for... It, it just covers the cost. Of, well, the ticket was £2. 
But I didn't just buy one ticket, did I? I bought a few tickets. So I'm not happy. Might not play it ever again. But of course I will, because we're all tempted by the, the rags to riches. Not that I'm in rags, but if I sit in this heat much longer, I might be in rags. I might be in Speedos, actually, very shortly. Uh, Chloe Maidley is obviously already planning life after the Strictly Come Dancing. She like fries with that. And uh, she said that, if, that uh, her, her boyfriend's planning to propose. Oh, thank God for that. Another one off the market. Uh, yeah, he actually doesn't know. She's decided to sell the story first. And uh, so if, if, if you're listening, Glenn Crickmar, he's uh, lovestruck. God, you set your sights high. Anyway, it's uh, just don't let her drive. OK, that's fine. And you don't really want to meet the parents. You really don't want to meet the parents. But apparently they've been, they've been head over heels for love, uh, in, in love for ages. And he's a former city worker, uh, Kevin... Oh, wait a minute, this one here, wait a minute. So, Lovestruck Glenn has completely fallen for the stunning daughter of Richard and Judy. No, I'm obviously looking at somebody completely different. I don't think she's ever been stunning, I'm afraid. And uh, they've only been together for five months, but he's convinced he's found the the girl uh, that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. Oh, God, honestly. Now to stupid, is there some folk, I'm afraid, so let's just leave them quite clearly too too silly for words. Known each other for five months. (laughs) Ridiculous. Kevin O'Sullivan... The only way is Essex. He said, Series 2 and a warm welcome to Frozen Face Botox Disaster Zone. Chloe, a true fan of the natural look. Her left eye, drooping alarmingly, the trout-lipped new kid on the block bursts onto the scene like a scary horror mask version of Jordan. He said, but at least she comes bearing intriguing news about Cad of the County, Mark, whose carefully choreographed role in this stage-managed nonsense is to break all the plastic girls' plastic hearts. Mark sent me a new photo, gasps Orange Chloe. I was impressed, but what put me off was his face. I'm warming to her. Before we plunge deeper, he says, into this moronic madness, it's worth pausing to consider the bizarre nature of what ITV is foisting upon us here. Real people playing themselves incredibly badly, acting out their sad stories of their ludicrous lives, fame-hungry oddballs delivering petrified forest performances, so earth-shatteringly hopeless that even the casting director of EastEnders wouldn't give them a job. It's strangely mesmerising, but not in a good way. Beauty salon intellectual Amy and her supersonically gay cousin Harry must surely be from another planet. They're not recognisably human. Approach with caution. Fat boy Arge, lovely Lydia and the second porker of the family, their pet pig Mr Darcy, have to be seen to be believed. Despite worrying about Mr Darcy's urination, Lydia paints his toenails red and takes him to a party where he promptly wheezes all over the floor. After 110 lessons, Arge doesn't feel ready to take his driving test. Watch out, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, they really are the ugliest people you've ever seen. Poor old Mark and poor old Chloe. I mean, what a sad, pathetic little specimen she is. But never mind. Uh, Also joining the soap sud menagerie is giant Gemma, the used car saleswoman who wonders why she can't find Mr Wright. Kevin offers this advice, darling. Try dropping a couple of hundred pounds. (laughs) Fatty. And unspecial greetings to the suspiciously named Joey Essex, a brilliant young go-getter determined to claw his way to the top, even though he has the vocabulary of an ant. (laughs) But back to leading man Mark, and apart from dispatching pictures of his glorious manhood, our stylish hero has been busy trying to win back the love of his life, Lauren. Large Lauren grew so sick of her philandering fellow, she had his name removed from just above her nickeline, a tattoo. I don't know why that means so much to me, sighs devastated Mark. Let's see now. Something to do with you from Essex, maybe? Why are we supposed to care, writes Kevin O'Sullivan, about a laughable bunch of pretend jet-setters humiliating themselves in stupefyingly fake scenes that the producers admit to setting up purely for our entertainment 
programme. I mean, Nanny, I'm afraid, is just a disaster. And now poor little Mark's dreary mother has honed in on the programme as well. It's, it's so sad, it's tragic. But at the same time, it's mesmerisingly awful. But you sit there and watch and think, do they really talk like this? Answer, yes, they really do talk like that. That's what's so funny about it. That's what's so funny about it. Robbie Williams has turned down the opportunity to be an X-Factor judge in favour of a quiet life. Because he's married now, so uh, that's it. You know, he didn't do much before he got married, but he's turned down the job. And he's decided that, um, that you know, he just wants a, a quiet life. Here's, here's a man. This is, his name is Malcolm Walker. Do you know who he is? You probably don't. But he's the man who's made £160 million from his frozen food empire. But I'm not too snobby to eat one of my own £2 ready meals. He's celebrated 40 years at Iceland. Well, I have to be honest, I do tend to find in Iceland the picture on the box is sometimes marginally better than the contents inside. Because if you can get a meal for two quid and they're making, I would think, a good bit of profit on that, you have to think to yourself, what does it cost originally? Oh, birthdays today. Birthdays coming up, you know, round about this time. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, celebrated yesterday. He's uh, 48. Good Lord, only 48. Mariah Carey is 41. Lady Gaga is 25. Elle McPherson is 47. Eric Clapton is 66. And Rolf Harris, who celebrates uh, in a couple of days' time, is 81. So many happy returns to those people. And if you're celebrating your birthday as well, then many happy returns of the day. 84850, steve at Um He says, from the sound of your voice... Pet, this is uh, Paul in Manchester. Do I take it Ken surprised you? Yes, absolutely. Completely. Completely surprised me. I wasn't sure. When we, when we booked him, this is Ken Morley, our in conversation. I really wasn't sure. But uh, he was absolutely charming. Absolutely charming. I've got Stephanie Powers coming in on, on Tuesday. Christo's a bit excited. A bit excited by that. He says, I see that Jason has finally revealed the hair transplant. Uh, have, the, have the News of the World bankrolled it? Well, it's happened a bit quick if they have. <laughs> Kerry opening her heart again, letting us know she's uh, not a nymphomaniac. Tackiest picture, Ollie Murs and his trouser malfunction. Don't think Daniel Radcliffe's got anything to worry about. <laughs> so right about Mr Barrymore. Once saw him at the Grand Blackpool last night of the season, fell out of the theatre about one in the morning, aching with laughter. How sad he's got to this. Worst thing he did was ditch Cheryl. And uh, sorry, I wouldn't pay to see him. Uh, no, I mean, I think what happened was he got very drunk. He went out to a gay bar, The Swan, and, uh, and then came out to everybody there, uh, obviously deciding to leave Cheryl to last. Uh, she died, of course, of cancer. And she was the one who put the programme together. She was the one who did the Barrymore programmes. And after she died and, and wasn't with him anymore, the programmes just didn't do the same kind of thing. And yet in their day, they were very innovative. They really were. But unfortunately... Uh, they, I, th- I believe, I'm, I think I'm right in saying that there is still uh, a Michael Barrymore show on the shelves, which has never been transmitted. Was that somebody else? Somebody did a, a, sh- a wedding show or something. It wouldn't have been him, would it? It would have been somebody else. I'm sure that there is a show there sitting on a shelf that has never been transmitted. Quarter two. No, it's not. It's 14 minutes to eight. With the travel, Tom Bell. Uh, thanks very much for the M1 conversation. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to uh, 8. Uh, Phil says, if they've taken £35,000 worth of hair from the back of his head, does that mean he's bald at the back or was he just charged a lot? No, I think what they do, and, and I know because I've seen people who've had this done before, I mean, that's why I'm somewhat sceptical about this taking of this hair from the back of the head because what they do is they take out individual follicles and when you consider that you lose probably about 1,000 hairs a day, 
You can imagine what a slow process it is. But what he's got on his head doesn't, to me, look... Because they do it in little plugs. That's why I'm I'm being somewhat sceptical, because I've seen a few people... In fact, uh, Russ Abbott had that done. He had this plug treatment done, where they take a bit of hair from the back and they put it on the top and allegedly it starts growing. Well, the hair that he's showing us at the moment looks like it's either sprayed on or it's a weave or something. I don't believe it would ever grow like that. I mean, when when he had this done, I don't know, but it would take quite a long time for the hair to start growing back. That's that's why I'm I'm somewhat sceptical. I'm not sure if it's a spoof story, because we seem to be heading towards April the 1st. And and if this is only £35,000 and it looks that good, how come Frank Sinatra still had a silly toothpaste stuck in his head to the day he died? And the answer is that there's no such thing as, as a cure for baldness. You know, you can try these things like minoxidil, but they don't work for everybody. And you can spend a small fortune, you know, rubbing lotions and potions. There is no cure. Castration, apparently, is the only... It's a bit drastic. Just to get a little... You know, I mean, if you were thinking, you know, I'd quite like some hair because it's falling out. It's kind of, you know, would you like to lose your arm? Uh, not really. Well, you won't want to be losing those either, would you? So uh, the truth of the matter is that you've either got hair or you haven't. If, if you've got blonde hair there's a very good chance it's going to fall out. It's weaker than dark hair. So people who've got dark hair, black hair, generally their hair lasts longer. That's why you get people who are grey. You don't tend to get sort of people who are blonde going grey. They tend to get sort of little bits of white. But their hair goes anyway because they're blonde and it's it's much finer hair. And so it, it dro- I'm depressing myself here. I'm, re- I'm practically suicidal now. I'm now trying to explain the reasons why some people don't have hair. So it isn't £35,000 worth of hair taken from the back, Phil. It's, it's the cost of the procedure. And that's why when you see the pictures, it just doesn't quite look right. I think what he's going to do is he'll, they'll actually do this and then he'll just whip it off and go, da-da! Because I don't believe you could be as bald as him and then grow this hair in a short space of time. I really don't. <laughs> uh, morning, Dan and Danny and the kids as well. He says, good to see you briefly, even if it was across the traffic island to me shouting, Oi, Steve, from the car window and hooting the granny at you. New car. I thought the car looked slightly more sleeker. Looking forward to my spin in it. Was it a special birthday we were celebrating? Or has Mr Park given you a big fat pay rise? <laughs> uh, no, to both. No, to both, I'm afraid, on that one. No, he didn't give me a big fat pay rise. I never ask, actually. I'm quite good about things like that. Yeah. Reasonably good, I think. Uh, don't forget uh, the Apple iPhone 3GS today. Finished at 10 o'clock, so you've only got two hours and uh, eight minutes left on this one. It's got everything. The iPhone, the iPod, uh, the three megapixel camera. Internet device, 8 gigabytes of memory, so you can do the videos, the photos, and loads of room for your music as well. How do you get hold of it? You come up with a low, unique bid. A low, unique bid. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down, 10 o'clock this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, to bid uh, £1.99, you text Steve, 199, that's in a text, and send it to treble eight. Two one. If you want to bid two pound and a penny, it's Steve two zero one, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. Must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got the full colour touch screen that you can use for viewing videos, playing games, and browsing the internet. Okay, it's all singing, all dancing, and it can be yours for pennies. Tell you who I got. Um, uh, sent a book by a little bit later on, uh, Michael Van Stratton, who lives in, in France. 
And what it is, it's, it's quite handy because I'm not a recipe book person. But this one is called Superfoods from the Garden. And he's, he's put in it uh, all the foods that grow in your garden and also what the benefits are. So in other words, if, if, if there's a very simple tomato and cucumber salad here. He said cucumber seeds contain vitamin E. And if you don't peel the cucumbers, you also get plenty of beta carotene and fibre. See, I've often peeled, I peel cucumbers. Perhaps I shouldn't now. Uh, tomatoes protect against heart disease and cancer. Lemon juice has got vitamin C and olives contain iron. And it looks really lovely, actually. It says serve with, serve with warm pita bread. Sounds delicious. He's invited me to go out there. Uh, to France. Well, if he's going to be cooking food like this, I'm going. He's also got duck with honey-glazed pumpkin. Uh, why you should eat raspberry. There's every fruit. In fact, everything that's in your garden, why you should eat it and why it's good for you. And he's got chives and garlic. You know that uh, Michael Van Stratton absolutely adores garlic. He absolutely he was known as the garlic king. Oh, this one looks lovely. A phyllo cauliflower tart with red onion and maple syrup. Yum, yum, yum. The book's called Superfoods from the Garden. Grow it, cook it, and achieve the best health ever. It's a fabulous book. Uh, Dawn went to the Ideal Home Show on Friday. She says, um, the one thing I get fed up with whenever I go there is the sales. I know. Sometimes it's embarrassing. No, thank you. No, thank No, thank No. No. All right? You get very cross. And she says, I look, f- look first and then ask if I want help. And I think I saw the gold shell you bought. 25 quid. If so, they were quite big. They were enormous for 25 pounds. She bought... A knife sharpener, some stain-removing stuff and some munchy seeds. <laughs> All that way for that. She says, enjoy your week off. Your soundings are you'll be quite busy. I am going to be quite busy, actually. Quite busy. Uh, Jeff sent in a question for, uh, for Darren, so we'll do those in a minute. So if you've got a question for him, steve at lbc.co.uk. Noreen went to see the bootleg Beatles. Weren't they brilliant? That was uh, Neil, who plays John Lennon's last night. It's his, his group. He put them together, so he's going to be looking after them now. The audience ranged from 7 to 80. I spoke to some lads in their late teens and they worshipped the Beatles. They'd seen Paul last year. I told them I'd seen the actual Beatles twice. Because she did, the proper Beatles. Top it all last night at the tour and Neil John Lennon's last night, so it was terrific. They are great, aren't they? The bootleg Beatles, fantastic. I've worked with them and uh, heard... Their, I mean, it's, uh, I defy anybody to actually uh, tell them apart from the, from the real thing, as it were. And Chelmsford Market. Now, we, we were talking about Chelmsford Market on the programme the other day, and uh, Peter, who uh, who's, I've known for donkey's years, uh, was manager there for 14 years. He said it's still up and running, not inside at the moment, as part of the ceilings falling down. Started about two weeks ago, uh, when a small section of the ceiling in the South Hall fell. Luckily, nobody was about... But to be on the safe side, they've decided to close it for inspection. The car park, which is above, was and still is closed. Traders were allowed to trade outside the market under the canopy. Large gazebos were hastily bought by the council, allowing other traders to sell their products. Unfortunately, some of the kiosk traders at the back of the market were unable to trade because of the machinery. Smith the Butcher has managed to get his cold cabinets into the square, so he's managing to trade. All in all... Not too bad. The council have done their best to accommodate the traders where possible and hopefully they will be returning to their stalls uh, within the next week. He says the building was built in the 60s and I think long past its sell-by date. There's been a market under it since then. And Edna Smith, who is the butcher's wife, is a fan of yours. So Edna Smith, good morning. And Jan sends a love as always. Peter, thank you for that one. Very grateful. Uh, thank you to Ray for telling me about uh, Keith Fordyce, who, uh, who died. 83 which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And we're going to celebrate a birthday a little bit later on for a lady who will be a little bit surprised, a little bit surprised. And don't forget, if you've got a question for Darren, 
OK? It's steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at lbc.co.uk. I hope the Epping uh, puppies uh, were out yesterday. Pat says, I only saw one older dog. I now have a second ex-guide dog, so it was lovely to see an even older dog and to realise how many people are interested in the work of guide dogs. Because they were out there, I think. Well, they, they said, come rain or shine. And... Uh, Pat says, can you explain why so many articles in papers and magazines always refer to people, both men and women, by their surnames? The Telegraph told me it was House Style. Describing Dame Elizabeth's life story after the first acknowledgement of her full title and name, although she just died, she was then referred to as Taylor. Such a discourtesy. I thought they just called her Dame Elizabeth. I, I know that at home, nobody ever called her Liz. She really was. Wasn't very happy if anybody called her Liz. Not her sort of thing at all. She was Dame Elizabeth. Uh, there's a woman who claims that she was told to give up her seat so Gordon Brown could fly club class. He'd been out doing something. And hilarity upon hilarity. Do you remember Della Bovey? Cast your mind back to Della Bovey. Della Bovey's husband was called um, uh, Grant Bovey. Grant, Bo- Grant Bovey married Anthea Turner. And the big story was that Anthea Turner famously took her man. Now, strangely enough, Della Bovey has walked out on her husband and stolen the partner of another woman. This is rather a shame, isn't it? So the papers went round to, to ask her, you know, you were very critical last time. How do you feel you've done the same thing? Della says, I don't deal with the media. I've got nothing to say about the matter and I'm not going to talk about it. You're wasting your time. They've done a whole page on you, Della. Doesn't paint you in a very good light here, but as I say, I think people always deserve each other, don't they? You can never tell when that little sort of of love is going to strike. If you've enjoyed a... 97.3. Morning, everyone. I just spoke to Darren, actually, and he just said he's just cycled past Fortnum and Mason's, and he said you'd never know that anything happened there yesterday. He said it's all been cleaned up and everything else. It just goes to prove, doesn't it? You put your mind to something, we can do it. So all the graffiti's been uh, cleaned off. Whether it has in Trafalgar Square, I don't know, because I didn't have a close look at that this morning. Good news is Prince Andrew has cancelled some luxury jet flights with a, a tycoon described in House of Commons as shady... Never, never one to sort of uh, really appreciate the sort of people he hangs around with. Prince Andrew is finally being told and finally having the back of his legs slapped because uh, it needs happening occasionally. Uh, looking at the papers for us this morning is music journalist Josh Weller. Good morning. Good morning. So I don't know where we begin, actually, mm-hmm. apart from all the, uh, all the rioting yesterday in, uh, in town, which makes all the papers today. Yes, right. It, it is the lead story. And I, I did, uh, went past Trafalgar Square this morning and they've done a pretty good job of cleaning it up. Yeah. There still is a little bit of rubble left behind. There's graffiti as well, somebody told me, over the lions. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Disgraceful. Yeah, undoubtedly the lead story this morning. Um, different newspapers had it at different figures as to how many take, were taking part. Observer had it about 250,000. Mirror said four, up to 400,000 took part mm. uh, against the cuts to uh, much of the public sector sector and they uh, sort of, uh, you know, for anyone not across this subject, it sort of reaches, you know, all corners of the public sector, really, the libraries, childcare, disability, NX, um, NHS, uh, particularly the disadvantaged services, nurses, teachers, you know, the list goes on. Uh, and everyone came out and uh, it's interesting to see that the Mirror uh, chose to focus on the uh, all walks of life people, all the people of different walks of life that emerged to... Uh, rally against uh, these cuts, um, as opposed to the uh, one or two hundred ratbags that did cause it as servants. I, could, I mean, this, this year, apparently, for the first time, they were throwing paint 
and smoke bombs and fireworks. And also they'd learned, apparently by following instructions on the internet, how to fill light bulbs with ammonia. Yes, I saw and that. And then throw those. And you think to yourself, I think if anybody's even caught holding one of those, I think they should just be sent to prison for a long, long time. I've never, I mean, you could blind somebody. Yes, absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, that, that's, that's a potential murder weapon here. Yes, and we saw a case of where a young man last December in the uh, student mm. uh, fees uh, protest, he was sent to jail for, I think, a minimum of one, one year for th- you know, throwing a fire extinguisher off a roof and people that, were sort if of If that up had hit somebody, that would have be killed dead. them yep, instantly. Absolutely. I mean, frankly, a more st- I mean, I, you can't even describe him as stupid. He's, he's beyond stupid. Perhaps they get caught up in the moment of it, but they all... I mean, I don't understand why anarchists target places like Fortnum and Masons. I mean, do they think that the people working in them are sort of, you know, posh people? They're not. They're working-class people who are trying to earn a living. Yes, exactly. It doesn't seem to uh, achieve any objective apart from, you know, uh, causing a big mess and potentially getting yourself as an individual in a lot of trouble. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was good to see that uh, page four of the Mirror today, they, they focused on... Uh, I guess all the people that came out from different parts of England to partake, there was one chap who walked from Cardiff starting last Saturday. He walked 160-odd miles to take part in the demonstration, which was largely peaceful and I think had a good message at its Mm. heart. People came from Newcastle, Manchester, uh, all over the place. And Ed Miliband showed up and said uh, it was a gathering of, of mainstream Britain, and uh, I think the the peaceful protests and, and the fact that there was such a diverse cross-section of people partaking in it says a lot more than a bunch of guys with smoke bombs and um, mm. balaclavas on their face. Yes. I mean, the, the other thing is, it appears to be the sort of people that the Mirror have interviewed. Uh, there's a nurse who says, at my hospital there have been lots of redundancies, the workload will increase and people will die. A little bit drastic, I think, you mm. know. It's, it's not the end of the world just yet. There's a guy here who lost his job in local government two years ago. He said, since then I've had no income support thanks to... to car- I've never had income support in my life. I've never claimed any benefits. I've never done anything like that. But a lot of people seem to think you can walk out of one job and into another. Neil Anderson from Southampton says, my job finishes at the end of the week. I'm very angry. There's nothing around for me. I've applied for about 100 jobs and I've not found anything. Well, that's just ridiculous. There is always going to be a job out there. You know, it doesn't... It depends how proud you are. Sure. Because round our way, we have Polish street cleaners. Yes. And they appear to take them on like that. Yeah. Nobody seems to be vetted for any jobs around our way. They just, you know, we've got one who's got his brother now joined us as well. I don't remember there being a vetting process for this. So there are jobs out there. It depends what you want to do. Yes, uh, certainly probably is an element of people using this as a bit of a, of a scapegoat for their difficulty to find employment. Yeah. But undoubtedly, there are a lot of people losing their jobs and a lot of people that are going to fall victim to it. Um, which you is have sad. to earn a job. Nobody's got a right to a job. It's like buying a buying a seat on a on a train. You know, a, a, buy, buying a ticket doesn't entitle you to the seat. Years ago, you could walk out of one job and straight into another one. Yes. you can't now. No, it's, it's far a lot more, more difficult. It's a yes. lot more competitive. Even yes. in radio, things have been trimmed down so much yep. that you just can't walk out and walk straight into another job. You know, no, you're absolutely you've got a correct. Track record. It's it, it's difficult for everybody. I just don't understand the purpose of smashing car windows and people photographing it. Yeah, and throw, throwing paint bombs and, uh, mm. yeah, basically just causing a ruckus. I don't, you know, it makes the headlines, and but, you know, apart from that, it doesn't really do anything. Funny thing is, most of these protesters will be little middle-class boys and girls. They aren't the working-class people you think they are, as we've discovered when we've hauled them into court before now. They're all very... In fact, the last time, I think there was a 14-year-old boy mm. whose mother mm. knew he was going up there. What a stupid family they must be. <laughs> just drives me mad. It really does. It's, I mean, just never heard, you know, anything like it. It's middle-class people people who live in very nice comfy houses with mumsy and dadsy and they go around there smashing up the Porsche windows. Yep, yep, looking for a bit of riot and a fray. Perhaps it's because their, their life
life has just been, you know, a, a world of nanny and, you know, jelly and ice cream and stuff like that, and they just want to rebel and pretend that they're, they're really from the street. Yeah, yeah, any chance. they aren't. Any chance. Shame, really. OK. Uh, we've got the... OK, it's changing themes entirely now. We've got the news of the world. Their lead story is... Uh, uh, the latest in the Alex and Jordan saga. Now, there's been plenty of mileage in this one, and now she's got a new bow in Leandro Penna. I think we'll be getting a lot more of it. Uh, the, the latest development is uh, on the news of the world today. The lead story is uh, Alex Reed has claimed, Jordan drove me to suicide, or to thoughts of suicide. Um, do you feel for the guy? Do you like this Alex Reed character? No, what are your thoughts him. on him? I'm not really into cross-dressers, you know. <laughs> a little bit. You know, I mean, admittedly, I've often said, said to women... Marry a cross-dresser, W. Wardrobe. Well, I must admit, I've, I've only been in the country for a couple of months and done my best to get across the, the whole, uh, you know, I've had a bit of a crash course in his history and who he is. I know he's a mm. cage fighter, but how did this cross-dressing event come about? Well, I've I'd, seen I'd, the photos, but yes. I can't seem to see how it fits into the scheme of things. Did she force him to dress up like she, that at a party or something? She forced him to dress up. I mean, she knew that he was a cross-dresser. He ha- he so he actually... He actually is, is a cross-dresser. In his own free time, he enjoys... In his enjoys... own free time, he likes putting on girly clothes. Right. And she, I think, because she's a bit of a control freak, mm-hmm. or just a freak, she likes to sort of say, go on, do it, it'll be funny, and all the rest of it. It just made him look very stupid. Right. And kind of put her off, you know, having any t- anything to do with him at all. And also, she, um... She's just a bit mad, I'm afraid. Mm. There's nothing else you can describe her as, apart from barking mad. I mean, she's she's quite vile. He's obviously learning that. But yes. That's why it's so funny that the little boyfriend at the moment, the new one, little Liadro, whatever his name is. Well, yeah, well, he's lined English. up for the same treatment, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, they don't speak. Uh, the Tuesday Sun actually ran a story on uh, At Home with Jordan. They, they had a feature of a dinner party which was, uh, you know, sculpted to casual perfection. But uh, she made it clear she was pretty well over him. But uh, apparently they communicate in gestures and in other ways, inverted commas. Even though the language gap is, don't think about that at all. I feel quite queasy on a Sunday morning at twelve yeah, minutes past morning. eight. I mean, it's, it's very nice, but the trouble is, uh, it, it 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 isn't till he ends up understanding what she's talking about. He'll realise what a vile old bag she really is, right. and how disgusting she can be. And every single person she's ever been out with, she's tried to destroy afterwards. Well, I think, and then Peter... she has to crawl back to them later. I mean, she's very she's a very lonely girl. Her right, two, her two best friends are gay. Mm. You know, there's not really a lot you can do there. One one's a makeup artist, and one isn't. And and so she's she's a little bit stuck in this tawdry little world that she's created. She might have all the money in the world, but she must be the most miserable person with money. Well, it seems to me that uh, good old Peter Andre's bounced back quite well. What do you think about that? Well, you see, I quite like Peter because he's I sort quite of like him as well. He's stupid yet savable. You know, he's sort of <laughs> he, he is a little bit dim, mm. and well, he's, a, he's sort of a popsicle star, but yes. he's forty, so he's a bit old. Yeah, he's still got a good head of hair on him, though, I must say. Always useful, and, and the body's still quite good. Yeah, he's still got the abba still got that. Whether he's going out with Ellen Reeves or Reeves, I, I think highly unlikely. Mm. All, they all share the same agent. So right. I, I tend That's to find it's, it's a little bit... Uh, you know, It's just putting stuff in the papers for the sake of it. Right. Well, uh, from Alex's side of the story, just staying on the Jordan subject, if we must, uh, the, uh, the people today, she fired a salvo of her own on page... Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, where is it? Page five on on People Today. Uh, Leandro's better in bed than you could ever be, Alex. Call yourself a man, you're a spoilt schoolgirl. Yeah, the headline grab is, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, goes on to say that he was never in good as bed as a new toy boy. He needs to grow up. You'll never be allowed to see my children again. She deeply regrets everything. Bling, blah, blah, see, blah, 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 blah. Quite yeah, nasty. Quite dull, you know, yeah. this is the one who parade... Oh, anyway, we'll come back to him in a minute. We'll have to take we'll a very, back. very quick break. Okay. Back in a sec. 
Wouldn't it be great to receive... Point three. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Josh Weller's got the uh, papers uh, this morning. Of course, uh, the good news is, over in Australia, because you probably picked up on the accent, because he passed through once, uh, uh, Jordan isn't known at all. You don't have anything like her, do you? Uh, no, we don't, actually. I'm trying to think. We do have uh, sort of what you would call celebrity models or wives and girlfriends yes. that kind of take she isn't on a really similar a model. role. She's not really attractive enough for a model. Right. You know, she's got fake hair, fake boobs, bad makeup, bad skin... You know, well, not not really. I mean, I suppose the flex. idea model, if if you set your sights pretty low, she could be considered as a model. Sort of like, yeah, the Vauxhall Vectra of a model. I, I don't even think we're at the Vauxhall level. <laughs> I think we're way that's down. That's one twenty wide. We're way down. I think we're almost at skip level. You know, <laughs> that's, I don't think it's getting any better. The trouble is, it it does turn into this nasty playing it out in the papers because ninety percent of people in this country really couldn't give a forex about Jordan, her stupid uh, ex boyfriends, ex husbands. Nobody's interested, but they all seem to make a good living. She says here, I gave him everything he could have dreamt of: a nice home, a happy life. No, you were a vile old bag from the very moment you married him, Kate. Perhaps you forget. That's why you fall out with all these people and have to go crawling back to Dane Bowers because we all remember you slagging him off. She's done it every single time. She's just unhappy. This time she's with a, a little pretty boy Argentinian. A little pretty Argentinian boy who came from Elton John's party because Elton likes the pretty boys to hang around. That's why we were a little bit dubious as to whether or not he'd actually seen women before. I must say, I hope she uh, contributes this word to the, the canon of uh, Naughty's vocabulary. Uh, Manny. She apparently referred to him as the Manny of the house. Close to a nanny. Uh, yes, the yeah. Manny. Hmm. It'd be interesting to see if that one catches on. I think the trouble is she's so used to getting her own way. And, and if, if she falls out with friends, she just gets rid of them straight away. Unfortunately, if she's married to them, it's a bit more difficult. Right. She, she has to be as nasty as she possibly can. So at the moment, she's being sweetness and light with the little Argentinian boy. But you bet your bottom dollar... At some point, he's going to have to go home, and that's when it will all collapse. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about it. In oh, the days to come. she'll be selling stories <laughs> till you know from from the grave. From the grave. Uh, unfortunately, poor old uh, Colleen Rooney uh, is still on holiday. Colleen, without a job, Rooney. Uh, Colleen is wearing a Baco foil bikini in the papers today. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know who Colleen Rooney is, do you? Uh, is she the wife of Wayne? She is the wife of Wayne. Yes. They have a little little son called Kai. Good old Kai. So, which is good old Kai. And she's on holiday wearing a bikini because she doesn't actually work or have a job or do anything. Right. And that's why, because she spends a lot of time on holiday, he goes off with, let's just call it, other people. Other people. You know. And so we have a picture of her, but she does say here, I'm so in love with Wayne, I want his baby number two. Mm. Which, is, which is a lovely thought, actually, and we're all, we're all hoping that that all goes well. Yes, best of luck to, to uh, yes. Wayne and Colleen. Yes. Because he actually met her outside a chip shop. Oh, right. Quite a well. touching, touching story, really, isn't it? She was standing there with a bag of chips in her hand, and, uh, and, uh, and they just met and they fell in love. Torval and Dean met out the front of a fish and chip shop, I think. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, but they weren't ever Nice lovers. little... <laughs> they weren't lovers? No, 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 no. no. They, they, they were just skating. They were just skating. Friends. Oh, right. God, oh, no, I don't think no? so. No? No. What did you think they were? Oh, no. I, I, no, no, I no. Know. Oh, no, definitely. No, I thought they might have had an Annie Lennox, Dave Stewart type thing, you know, maybe really? in the beginning and then professional no. from there on. No, somebody actually said that they might have done, strangely enough, and uh, but I think they, they've actually said, no, we didn't. Right. Yeah, I, I think they actually hold hands on the ice and twirl around. And do as far as it goes. I think it doesn't go in. We, 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 we don't do anything else. Okay, they pirouette on the ice. Yes. Nowhere and else. Off off stage, they go separate ways. They go separate ways. Because he's actually, I think, been married twice before. Has he? Yes. And he, he has somebody new at the moment as well. I must say, she still looks, well, you know, time's been kind to them, I think. Really? I think so. I'll lend you my glasses. <laughs> have a closer look. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that about... <laughs>
liked poor old Jane Torville before, but it's it's a sweet thought. Well, it is. You know, it's a sweet thought, and you know she'll be grateful. She will be grateful. You've actually said that. That one comes it. for free. That comes for free. Sarah Harding uh, reckons that Girls Aloud will be back next year. Dream on, sweet pea. I do hope not. I was never a fan of Girls Aloud. I mean, I was, you know. Oh, well, Kerry Katona, I've, uh, you know, she's the only one I've heard of, but wasn't it a revolving door of members for a while, that band? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, in Kerry Katona's case, yes, but she never sung on anything. No. Kerry Katona sort of went into the group. And then the admitted. single hit number one after she left. Yes, Is that right? <laughs> yes. And uh, it was mm. re-recorded without her in it, so oh, she's not right. on anything at all. Oh, right. And okay. having heard her singing on her little reality show, you suddenly realise she can't sing. Okay. She cannot sing you at mean, all. You mean there's a member of a girl band that doesn't have a voice? Well, I mean, That's some a... of them sing. Some of them, well, as you know, I mean, there are some, pe- there are some people who, who can't sing for Toffee and it's all done in a, in a studio. Yes. Because, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I, I could actually probably play you, well, as you know, half a dozen boy bands and girl bands, and you, they are all interchangeable. Mm. You know, I, Blue could sound like JLS or JLS could sound like some... They all sound like... Because they've all come through the studio. Oh, absolutely. I don't think enough... I don't think the passage of time has been enough for us to start retroing this... 90s fad of boy bands, I think it's time for something new. Yes. Maybe tra- transvestite bands or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, bring it Cross-dressing. Bring it back. Yeah. Well, I have to be honest, I do hate it when they go, and we're another girl band and we're different. I think, no, you're not. No, you're not. The difference is you'll be here shorter than all the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back in the shoe shop you're working at beforehand. Yes. It, I, I do find it, you know, it, it was always the case in this country. I don't know whether it's the same. I mean, we had a, there's a group, actually, a very big group, from Australia, who I interviewed years ago, I think they're called Human Nature. Yes, and they're done. huge in Vegas. Are they? They yes. are absolutely enormous. They've, they're, they're in one of the big hotels there, mm-hmm. and and they look. But I interviewed them when they, they weren't known in this country. They, they came over, and the unusual thing was they didn't want to be described as a boy band. We're not a boy band, right? We're, we're a vocal harmony group or whatever it was. But okay. they could sing. Yeah, they they could sing actually. They did very well for themselves in yeah. Australia. They started off at, uh, appealing to the teen market, I think, and then. Sort of moved into adult contempo, and, yeah. and now they're in Vegas. Yes, huge. But well, I was also a big fan of the Wiggles. You see, I mean, I Me always, too. the Wiggles could just do no wrong. The Wiggles have a bit of Australian uh, rock royalty in their lineage. Actually, uh, the, oh, really? um, Jeff played keyboard for a great Australian band called the Cockroaches. Wow! So YouTube, it's great. He's up there. The Cockroaches. There yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just when you thought you'd never hear that name. <laughs> it's interesting. Right. Also in the uh, papers today. Um, uh, Libya. Yes, Libya. Rebel seize key town of Al... I'm not even going to try. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not, then. Ajdabia. Yeah. Ajdabia. RAF strikes are continuing. Big news of last week, and uh, it's sort of died down a little bit, but uh, I think, you know, a lot of, few more developments still to come. Um, it be interesting to see where it happens. Uh, the neighbouring uh, country of Syria... Um, it was reported that the president, uh, whose name I am just about to bring up, uh, Ali Abdullah Saleh, mm. he was on the brink of negotiating a deal for his departure as soon as next Saturday, but he has since reneged on that deal. So maybe mm. we'll be seeing similar unrest. Hopefully not the same amount of casualties and hopefully intervention not required, but yeah. it seems the Arab Spring is marching on. Dear. Uh, examples Charlie Catchpole asked today of uh, food suppliers treating us like idiots. You know, where you get a packet of nuts and it says, may contain nuts. 
and things like that. It used to be put on the McDonald's filling, you know, of their deep-fried uh, pies. It used to say, caution, filling may be hot. After people started suing because they bit into it and suddenly realised that the filling was hot, you yeah. have to tell people about Lo and this. behold, a hot apple pie contains yes. a hot apple. Hot apple. And pie. also coffee as well. A lot of people in America yeah, right. happened to start spilling coffee over themselves. Right. So they had to tell them it was hot coffee because they right. were a bit stupid. And apparently there's one here... Uh, a pack of Marks and Spencer's Ready Meal Brussels Sprouts. Important. This product would be particularly hot after heating. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Well done, Marks and Spencer's, on that one. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. There was actually a case in Australia where a uh, uh, crisp... I'll call them chips, but crisps... A crisps, crisps company had a particular flavour of chips. I think it was just sea salt, which were actually... Not suitable for vegans, but the smoked bacon and potato ones were. That was all right. One contained one contained a packet of uh, <laughs> well, yeah, one contained a packet of animal products, and the other one didn't. It just happened to be the bacon one that had no traces of animals in it. So there you go. <laughs> I like stuff like that. Mm. If you've got any more of those, do let us know, please. Um, also, the paper. Well, I tell you what, we'll do. We'll, we'll take a short break because we'll we'll come back in a moment. We we'll find some more uh, items from the uh, papers. Don't forget, if you've got a question for Darren, Steve at LBC dot uk we'll sort out all your questions just after the news at uh, at nine o'clock this morning and if you've seen anything on the television that's particularly good and who do you think um is going to be winning the dancing on ice we'd love to know and uh, after it was rumored this week that uh, the vanessa show was in line for the chop vanessa was heard saying i'll have it with mash and gravy and uh, as i say vanessa don't eat anything else love you really won't be fitting into these dresses and uh, you know much bigger i'll have to get a bigger television it's not looking promising they're not going to cancel the program that's the bad news the good news is we can still laugh at it this well you know everybody has done the joke about vanessa feltz and the chop i've just realized it's been done on the snitch here on the opposite page ian highland has actually done exactly the same joke. When, when Vanessa Feltz was told that the bosses are thinking of giving her the chop, she said, oh, good, will it come with gravy? I mean, to be honest with you, there are more people working on the programme than watching it. It's almost terribly disappointing. But there again, she never was our favourite television presenter. And that's the truth of the matter. But Richard Desmond loves her. So, you know, even if it's got an audience of zero, they will still keep it on there. And also, it's so cheap to make. The programme budget, I think, is something like eight grand a programme. It's really cheap television, as indeed is, uh, is demonstrated by her and her useless fiancé, Ben Fonda, who used to be in a little uh, band many, many, about 500 years ago. Uh, I didn't know about the Oxford-Cambridge boat race yesterday until I drove over Putney Bridge and I thought, wait a minute, cameras, boat race, God, it's still... And you saw it the other day. I did see it. I saw it uh, on television and, um, yeah, it did what it said on the label. Yes. Two, <laughs> two people rowing. Two people rowing, yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very exciting if you like that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. I've, I've actually covered it before and I've talked about it before and... I still don't get it. I mean, we, we've got, well, I live in Twickenham. We've got lots of rowing clubs and things like that. Yes. So there's lots of kids out there on the river first thing. It's quite nice to watch, yep. you know, as the mist comes up and all the rest of it. But people do get very excited. No, they do get very excited. And um, I think, well, it's probably a lot like the cricket is in Australia. It's more of an event to sort of sit with friends and enjoy imbibe a few drinks. Yes. There's a lot of drinking in Australia, isn't there? Oh, uh, yeah, yes. there is. Yes. Although cricket changed for me when they started painting their faces with different colours. Yeah, never got like into that. that. Never no. got into that. But, uh, it looked like war paint. I just think, what are they wearing now? In my day, it was just the whites, you know, and the cricket ball. And then you could always tell the bowler because he had this red streak up yes. and down his leg where he'd yep. been rubbing the ball. Yes. All very, all very disappointing. So it, well, I don't even know who won the Oxford-Cambridge boat race. I think it was Oxford. You think it was Oxford? Yes, I think they, they got the wood on them by about a length and a half. I think. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm an expert now. Seen yes. it. Exactly. Well, exactly. You only have to watch yep. something once to be an expert Absolutely. on it. Uh, apparently, uh, Lewis Hamilton, the Formula One race, has now landed a guest role in the new movie Cars 2, which is quite nice. It's, uh, it's um, one of these animated things, so he'll be the voice, I suppose. They all do that, don't they? They all sort of jump in and, uh, and they enjoy it. Are and you a fan of James... B- Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Are you a fan of James Bond? Um, James Bond franchise. James Bond franchise. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a franchise, isn't it? You know? Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't the know. Series? I mean, what would you call it? A saga? A trilogy or a tri- something. No, a trilogy is only three, isn't it? So it would have to be <laughs> trilogy more than... times ten. I, I, I enjoy watching them, but the trouble is, there's so many different camera angles now that it, it's like watching a pop video. If I watch a pop video, I'm thinking, will you keep the camera on the <laughs> blooming singer so I can watch them lip syncing properly? Right. Because yes. when they keep everything is about half a second shot now. Yeah. Well, if you're watching live performances on top of the pops, I think they have to do that because you know it's obviously a backing track. Yes. They want to keep up the illusion that there's some kind of live performance taking place but uh well they used to have to we, we, we had a ruling here some, some years ago that uh they were allowed to mime but they had to record it with uh, in, in live vocals a, yes it was sort of live vocals, Low vocals but and then there used to be something called the top of the pops orchestra where you had a lot of men of about 70 who were attempting to play pop tunes right and it was a real disaster it, it didn't go it down too great, well <laughs> it was it was funny to watch because if you'd known how old the orchestra was it made it even funnier and we had dancers and everything else but it, it was the fact that most of them mimed and they and they didn't lie about the miming the 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 dj would actually physically say now then now then here we go it's the beatles singing she loves you and he put the record the needle on the record and then it would cut to the beatles miming right fantastic. so th- 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 there was no you know no covering it up at all in any way shape or form i think they've <laughs> rethunk the i think they've rethunk the strategy of having live vocals with a with a backing track since uh, i think kurt cobain did um a performance of smells like teen spirit as morrissey that oh, really? Inter- that was interesting to watch. Well, we also had another group, and they actually did something, and their record dropped down the charts <laughs> because it was so dreadful. So, so in other words, and I remember talking to a producer, and he said to me, because I said the, the group that he actually wrote for, Steps, mm-hmm. I said, I've never seen them sing live. He said, I wouldn't want them singing live. He said, why would you want them singing live? He said, and ruin all my ruin hard work in the yeah. studio. Steps he are said, reuniting, aren't they? Oh, oh, bless them, yeah, are they? Bless them, bless their heart. Oh, yeah. Because they all went on to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing really, did they? H went on to just be as camp as he was before. Uh, how many girls were there? Were there three girls or I think two? There were three, three. three girls, two guys. I'm just yeah. One, one of the guys never sang, right? Because we were. He, he always used to complain. He was the face. He he was the face mm. because they they were just sort of a put together group. I'm a bit old now, but don't you think? Well, a bit, you know, I don't want to be rude about it because no. I'm sure they're they're really lovely, and everybody bought them because they were beautifully put together records. Mm. They, you know. Tragedy. Back in the day when people, <laughs> back in the day when people used to buy yes. records. But the, uh, but I I think that sort of that, uh, that the, the record buying public have changed now. I think people are, are, are a lot more selective. Yeah, about who I they think, spend their money on. Uh, yes, I think they are because largely I think a lot of you know we we expect that instant gratification of of buying of of being exposed to music. We expect to hear the hot new single on YouTube. We expect to yeah. stream it live from MySpace or SoundCloud or whatever it is. And if you're going to hand over. 12 or 13 quid of your hard-earned, it's got to be the complete package. So yes, yes. Absolutely, people are a lot more pickier. Interesting to see, though, that uh, 
ticket prices for live shows are still on on the up. So, but they don't tell you now. I was I was complaining last week on the program. I look, I was going through about all the groups appearing, and at one time they used to say how much the tickets were. They don't tell you what the tickets cost now. No, no. There is no advert that says you know go and see you know the Moody Blues for sixteen quid or whatever it is. For the simple reason is they'll have different packages. Mm. You can have a VIP package, or you can have this with hospitality, and this comes with a free drink and a signed photo. Yes, yes, kind of thing. yes. There isn't. There appears not to be a straight price for a ticket anymore. Yeah, it seems they've diversified what kind of constitutes a rock show these days, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, but we are expecting more than somebody just standing on stage running through the hits. We are, we We're are. looking for a bit of, you know, a bit of pyrotechnics and some flashing things. Yep, yep, and that's, that's you know, how the grunge revolution came about, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I remember seeing Adam and the Ants years ago when all the roadies were like little children. <laughs> <laughs> carrying all the sort of... The you were in the nosebleed, were you? Yes, yeah, so I, I went to this club where there was a lot of spitting going on in the early days when punks used to spit. And it was, it was quite... You practically could take an umbrella, you know. It was, it was that awful. I don't know why yeah. people were spitting, but it's moved on now. People spit on the streets, mm. which I find equally revolting. Jane in Essex says, Got to disagree with you about the Vanessa show. I'm quite enjoying Vanessa and her guests. Even her hubby seems a nice chap. Well, they're not married yet, as you know. And I find Vanessa a great presenter. I know. If only the rest of the, the nation thought the same, Jane. But sadly, they're not, uh, they're, they're not watching her. In fact, uh, I think more than 100,000 have turned off I'm afraid. They've turned off. So, uh, not particularly good news, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, uh, Brian says, the cretins trying to wreck our fair city are simply a renter mob. I hope they get severely dealt with. Oh, I'd bring back hanging, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm all for hanging, these people. And somebody else says, the mindless people who cause the damage are obviously too rich that they have to spoil it for those who aren't and do a valuable job. Charge them and fine them heavily. That seems to be your, your thoughts on... On those people, because I bet you anything, when they've unmasked them and they all walk into court wearing their little suits and their mummies and daddies are sitting in the cars outside waiting for them to tell them off, you know, we've, we've seen it all before, they won't be the hard working class people you think they are, I bet you. Uh, wedding undies now for uh, a fiver, Tesco, if you're thinking girls are getting married and uh, they're looking uh, here at cheap nuptial lingerie, a bra... £10. Briefs. See, I don't know how much this stuff costs normally. Raj, how much is normally a bra? How much would you normally... That, that fight. Bra, Raj normally pays up. The, the girl's in the pink pussycat ranch in Las Vegas. I get mine thrown at me for free. You get thrown. On stage, so it's okay. all right. Suspenders? <laughs> how much would you pay for suspenders? Edible or not? Well, that's oh, there's two. <laughs> Raj, do the girls in the pink pussycat ranch have edible suspenders? <laughs> not that he knows, no. And a garter is four pounds, and that seems a lot for a garter. It's only a bit of little material you put on your leg, isn't it? Because mm. you have to, if, if you, I don't know if it's the same in Australia here, you could have something old, something new, something borrowed, something, something blue. blue. Yeah. Uh, do you have the same in, in Australia? Yeah, yeah, we do. Right. Yep. Would you have garters and suspenders? I think the garter's just a cheap thing that they, they fling at the, uh, the drunk uh, bridal party at the end Drunks. of the drunks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, another one on the barbie. Chuck your garter over here, darling. Yeah, Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tesco's are doing it, and, and they think it's cheap. So, but then the trouble is you wouldn't want that, would you? It's like, was it Gerald Ratner talking about his uh, jewellery in the shop being CRAP? And immediately people are going, oh, well, we can't go in there anymore. Everybody knew it was before. They just never said it. It was an awful lot easier not to talk about it. Kerry Catone's got a sexy new me... No, you haven't. OK, just thought we'd tell you that now, darling, just in case you were under some illusion that, uh, that you were looking sexy. You're not. Uh, Joe Ledger has a birthday on Wednesday. Tell her we love her from Tony, Queenie and Phoebe. Because I'm going away next week, you see. So it says, uh, 
So do wish her a very happy birthday. So, uh, Joe, many happy returns of the day. OK, what else we got? Royal Wedding. What do you think of this, Steve? I love up? it. Yeah? I love it, yeah. I do as well, I, I must admit. We need, we need a bit of happiness, but I'm a bit worried if the anarchists, or the silly little girls' blouses, I prefer to call them, are out there, they, they might try and disrupt it. Well... Actually, I never, I never really thought about that, but I think they'll stay away. I think there'll be enough. I think there'll be too many people sort of swept up in the moment. A lot of events going on. And yeah. Hopefully, there's no disruptions. I wish them well because they've been together eight years. Then they seem like a nice couple. Eight years? Is that right? Yeah. They've been they... living together for about the last four or five. Is that right? Yes. It's just that they, they've kept very low key. Low key. I thought it was on again, off again. You see, and finally capitulated and said, "Okay, Which, she's yes. all right." Yes. Oh, well, I like her. I think she's nice. I think she's nice too. I think she's she's pretty. She's articulate. She's I've attractive. Never, I've never heard her speak. She sounds. She sounds like just a nice girl. She sounds like a nice girl. Yes. You know, yeah. she's she's just polite. Yep. You know, which is all you can hope for. Her parents are very, very middle class. Yep, British Airways employees, if I'm not mistaken. No, are they? I think so. I I think they have it... a gift company. They have a, a party. Where did I read that thing? her dad was a, a pilot and her mother was a flight attendant? Oh, no, definitely. Well, they, they no. might have been years ago. They might have been? Yeah. But right. no, they have a Since party planner thing now. Do they work for BA? Do you remember that, Raj? Do the Kate Middleton's parents work for BA? Does that ring a bell with you? It might have when no. they were when they first met. Yeah, perhaps when they first Kate met. But the they, they have this this party planning business. So you sort of go to them and they'll do a a party for right. you and supply. Sort party of like J Lo and the wedding planner, I suppose. A bit like yeah. J Lo and the wedding <laughs> the wedding planner. Well, I love wedding planners. I find them most entertaining people. And incidentally, for those people who say that uh, Pete and Ellen's uh, relationship was a complete sham, it does appear that it's on the rocks. They've only been going out 35 seconds, but apparently they attended their friend, somebody called Danielle Brown's new cafe launch the other day. Nobody's ever heard of any of them, I'm afraid. But it says um, uh, Pete doesn't want to spend time with uh, Ellen. Think not too. Of course he doesn't, because they're both with the same agent. So that's why he was pictured with Amy. Again, he's not actually with Amy. I think the only person Pete can ever be with is Pete, I'm afraid. Because he doesn't want to go out with somebody who's also desperate for the limelight and going, let's go out tonight, because Pete's quite dull, I'm afraid, really. I don't want to be sort of, you know, too forceful about this, but he's not interested in spending time with any of these people. When he was asked, you know, are, are you and Ellen still kissing? He said, uh, I don't want to talk about that. I thought, well, how old are you? Five or something? You're 40, for goodness sake. Grow up, get over yourself. Spill it. Yeah, but despite telling stories about their love for each other, I do suspect, together with the rest of the country, that the whole thing is just made up for the purposes of the press. Let's have a check on the road, shall we? Quickly, let's get down. Here's Tom. Well, the A40 is... Uh, cl- 97.3. Morning, everybody. 13 minutes to nine. Greetings from Kazakhstan. The uh, the only constant, says John, is the howling gale that can knock you over. Sending love to wife Karen. He said it's been a very long six weeks. Worst temperature this year, minus 48. Good grief, that sounds terrible. So he's over in Kazakhstan. But uh, he says uh, he's, next week's mail will be from Farnham. He's back. So there you go. And then back out again and all the rest of it. Um... Another, oh, there's, there's a woman here. This is, uh, um, it's a dress, uh, which apparently Kate uh, wore. This is Kate we were talking about a moment ago who's going to get married to Prince William. And uh, this woman says, I'm so thrilled I won Kate's little blue dress. I'm selling it for the charity that helped me battle cancer because she won it in a competition. And, uh, and so she's going to give it, she's going to auction it for charity. Because there was another one of Kate Middleton's dresses the other day that um, went for £78,000. Some man on the Isle of Wight, I think, or something like that, paid 78,000 quid for this little see-through number. 
Oh, wow. Quite see-through. In fact, it did look a little bit like sort of a tea bag. You know, it was a different colour, of course. But right. you could see through it, so you just wear bra and pants, I think, underneath, mm. or something like that. Someone's enjoying it. Yeah, but 78,000 quid, I don't think any dress was worth 78 grand. On, the, on the subject of royalty and auctions, would you believe a slice of the Queen Mother's wedding cake? It Queen Mother's? The Queen Mother's All to right. George V? Oh, now George you've asked. Oh, don't, don't, don't. I wish you'd not mention that. Because somebody will write in and say you're expected to know that. And George I can't five remember. or six. Yes. Okay. George. Uh, George. George. Uh, yeah. Well, let's just Georgie. <laughs> uh, apparently, it went to auction uh, for eight hundred pounds. Me. Th- it would be a very small piece of cake. It would be a very small piece. Yes, but you do get people who save wedding cake. In fact, there used to be little boxes that would arrive in. So, in other words, people that didn't make it to your wedding, you would cut it up. And you would put it in a little, it was like a little wedding cake box, which was about, what's that, about four inches by about right. two inches. You put the little piece of wedding cake in there, wrapped in a bit of tissue, and then you'd send it. And some people hung on to it. Yes, because obviously marzipan, was... you know, lasts forever. Yeah. Put in a bit of tup- Tupperware. Yeah, and... but so the Queen Mother's cake, they, I mean, I should imagine the Queen Mother, like most people, wouldn't have had one cake. Right. There might have been 20. Right. Well, there's the there's... amount of people going. I expected a bigger, I expected a much bigger figure for that, but yeah. there you go. There's two at the upcoming royal wedding. They've spilled details on what the uh, royal cake is going to be, but no details on the dress. It'll be white. Yet. It'll be white. It'll be it? white. Yeah, it, it has to be white or cream or ivory. Or no they details are living on together the... at the moment, so I'm assuming, okay. I'm guessing, you know. Because the idea was that brides wore white because it was virginal. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays, the majority of people have been road-tested long before you got down the aisle. <laughs> I mean, there's no point otherwise, is there? You know, otherwise no. you might get there and discover it's not good. It'll be white, but uh, who knows who, who be uh, nice. gets the coveted designer position, I suppose. Apparently, uh, Prince William has asked a biscuit maker to recreate one of his favourite childhood treats as an alternative. McVitie's are making a cake with a recipe sent to them by Buckingham Palace. So that'll be quite nice. I quite like that idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's got a couple of secret ingredients. It will have dark chocolate and use rich tea biscuits that will be broken up. Something It'll you be can one dunk. of those... No, Something not dunk. dunk? They, don't, they wouldn't do anything they as common dunk? as dunk. They wouldn't dunk. <laughs> I mean, privately they might dunk, privately, but I don't think Behind publicly. closed doors, one might dunk. I, I, yes, because I have dunked before, and then it's just fallen off. I know. And it I floats know. around on the top, looking a bit yeah. sad. Yeah. And, and that's, you, it's not, you just can't do that. You get to that last company. sip and you've got that poor, sorry, soggy I know. Little, uh, but that was horrible. the same as doing pot noodle, isn't it? Pot noodle, you know, when you were poor, I mean, I'm not saying now, and you, you sort of stir it all up, and there's always half of the bottom is still powder. So you get down to it and it hasn't dissolved because the hot water has not seeped down through this gunk yeah. that they put in there. No amount of stirring will do. No. I did the same with porridge the other day. I bought an instant porridge, and no matter how far down I pushed my spoon, it still didn't get the little bit in the corner. And there was still a little bit of, uh, of porridge that hadn't dissolved. It was all a little bit, uh, little bit worrying. Simon Calder is with you this afternoon with the travel show from one till three. Clocks go forward. You have remembered, please. And the airline summer schedules begin. Put a spring in your step by getting tailor-made holiday advice from Britain's top travel expert. Simon's Destination of the Week is a nation that once was on the Concorde Joyride map. It's about to get a no-frills link from Gatwick. So where is the Destination of the Week? Do we know where the Destination of the Week is? (laughs) Oh, it's a surprise. Ah, I love a surprise. That's all on LBC's travel show with Simon Coulter this afternoon from one. It's a surprise. <sighs> have to listen in. Love a surprise. Uh, Steve, just to say that my iPhone, which I won for 26p three weeks ago, arrived on Friday, says Joanna Uxbridge. Thank you. 
Good for you. We've got another one today. Details coming up just after the news at nine. And uh, Liam says, you, you've got a point about the poor little rich kids in the protests. I couldn't help noticing these anarchists were wearing designer labels. Oh, of course they were. You know, listen, they all go out there and pretend that they're just poor little students. They're not. Debbie Eagle, birthday today, from daughter Rebecca. So many happy returns of the day. Still can't believe this, these dresses that people buy that have been owned by sort of famous people. Have you ever sold an, so, sold an item of clothing or bought an item of clothing from, uh, from somebody? Um, in my poorer days as a student, I had some jeans which I paid much too much money for, and really? I decided that I could probably fetch some dollars for them if I put them on eBay, and they they went. People bought them. What what sort of what were they ripped? Uh, no, no, they were no. just they were just kind of overpriced, expensive designer jeans, and uh, you wow. know probably a little bit sought after. But um, I've bought secondhand clothing before, but mostly from opportunity shops. From what shops? Op shops. What's op shops? Um, what do you guys call them? Charity, charity shop? shops. Oh, charity yeah, shops. We call them op shops. Op shops. Op shops. An opportunity go. shop. How nice. What's they call ours? Opportunity shops. Oh, right. You bought other people's clothing. Yeah, absolutely. See, I have given clothing away to people, but I, I don't give it to charity shops because right. I don't want to be walking down the high street and watch my clothes walking towards me on somebody else's body. <laughs> and also, I don't think it's very nice to actually be wearing somebody else's clothes. Well, I'll give it a wash. It's all good. Gets another life. You see, students would do that. Students go in there and you can buy an outfit, you know, for a few quid. And jeans, you're right, became very... In fact, we actually paid more for stonewashed jeans or pre-owned jeans. Pre-owned denim, yeah. Yeah, pre-owned denim, which looked as though it had been pre-owned. I remember thinking, could I really buy that? Yes. And I thought, no. No, you passed on it. I passed on it, yes. I prefer to buy new. I find it's a lot easier, I'm afraid. A lot easier. Okay, where are we off to now? Uh, Ian Hollingshead in The Telegraph today... He uh, compiled a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek list of the 50 books to read before you die. Not. (laughs) Not the 50 books you should read before you die. And basically, (laughs) he's taken, I guess, a pretty cliched list. You know, he's included the Tolstoys, the Dostoevsky's, Camus, uh, Dawkins, God Delusion. Katie Price's biography is in there. Yes, it does sell. Yeah, it does sell. Uh, And he's sort of just given, uh, for example, uh, Da Vinci Brown by Da Vinci Code, rather, by Mm. Dan Brown. Uh, He said, useful only as shorthand to know whom to avoid on the tube. Um, (laughs) I always love it. Whenever you get a book that is hot, everybody's reading it. They're either either reading it on planes or they're sitting on the tube reading it, and you think that must be the must have book. So obviously, we're still buying books. Which is a good idea. Yeah, and uh, I think, well, Borders has gone. Um, yes. Borders, the chain, has gone yeah. uh, belly up in, in anybody, Australia. Oh, in and, Australia. And in America as well. Yeah. So. But does anybody, but it's like going into sort of a shop like HMV or something like that. There used to be lots of record shops we could go and browse. Yes. And now they're getting fewer and fewer because we're buying on the internet or selling that. We're just downloading it. Yes, I mean. You don't need to purchase the thing. And also the prices are so high because their overheads are so much more. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, your favourite gadget, the iPod, the, the iPad too. Yes. Uh, yes. I've yet to come across one of them, but I'm sure it's, uh, it's downloading capabilities is much more... Much faster. I mean, much I'm, faster. I'm looking forward to getting it. Yeah. So just just for the cameras, because if you've got them on the phone, it's quite nice to have them on, on the cameras as well. Sure. Also, oh, there's a the... USB port, is there, with the iPad 2? Oh, really? Is there? I'm not sure. I don't I, know. I can't think of how they'd update it without making it just like a laptop, really. But <laughs> Well, it is like a laptop, except it's just a, a flat tablet. Mm. But it's about mm. se- £600. Well, that's a bit of a hike up from... It is, but they were all queuing yesterday. I went to Kingston and they were all, people were all queuing there to go and to get hold of one. I think they they, they were people who pre-ordered. Yeah. uh, Because I've ordered mine online and it's about two to three weeks. 
I've told them who I am and everything, and it's still two to three weeks. You've, oh, well, In fact, it actually went up to four weeks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind. I mean, it's, it's, I, I quite like buying gadgets. Do you have a brand loyalty to that? Yes. Well, right. I, I didn't think I did. Strangely right. enough, I mean, I don't have a brand loyalty. I just happen to like the stuff that they bring out. Yeah, sure. But before you know where you are, you, everybody's got iPods, iPads, iTouches. I've got an iMac at home. Okay, everything, because it just tends to be nicely made. I'm sure loads of other things are nicely made, and without realising it, I tend to have bought into a brand, which mm. I've never done before. And at my age, you know, it's ridiculous to start buying into something, 42, you know. And, um... Shut it, <laughs> If only, if only. So do, do you not have brand loyalty to anything, then? Um, I'm just trying to think. I think I do when it comes to guitars and musical equipment oh, and right. things like that. But uh, it's basically, when it comes to gadgetry, um, it's whatever I can get my hands on, I'm afraid. <laughs> really? Watch everything next door. He might be a bit light-fingered. <laughs> yes. Just in case. <laughs> right. So, finally in the papers today, because it is the Dancing on Ice final, and uh, which is good. Kevin O'Sullivan does say, amid torrents of tear-stained tosh on Sky Living's OTT, Jade changed my life. One man emerged with dignity. Jeff Brazier, who banned low-life jailbird Jack Tweed from seeing the children, and who refuses to parade his children in celebrity magazines. Let's hope you stick to that, Jeff. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, and then also we had Katie Price. Katie, the next chapter, that's also been unveiled as well. It's all a bit tragic out there, the television. There must be better programmes to look forward to. There must be. I'm hoping there's something better today, but I, I fear it is, it is not to be, I'm afraid. Josh, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Steve. So what, what do you do the rest of the day? Um, I'm actually working my day job today, so that ought to be fun. Oh, right. As always. Working on a Sunday. Working on a Sunday. That's all right. You see, I, mean, I quite like working. They all love it next door. Little happy faces in there. They love working weekends. Oh, I love, I love uh, London on an early Sunday morning. Yes. It's not, not half as... I've, I've come in in the middle of Russia before now. It's dreadful. Yes. Can't imagine people have to commute every day, poor souls. But thank you very much indeed for that. My pleasure. That's Josh Weller. Uh, right, other side of the news. Uh, Darren's here. We've got uh, loads of your questions and everything else. And uh, I'll remind you again that today you can get your hands on my Apple iPhone 3GS in the special How Low Reverse auction. It finishes at 10 o'clock, so you've only got an hour and two minutes to get your bids in. And remember, the last one went for pennies, as Joanne told us. I think she paid uh, 26p. So let that be an inspiration to you. This is LBC. At Dreams We Three. Morning, everybody. Four minutes past nine. Don't forget my Apple iPhone 3GS. We've only got 55 minutes. I must mention a lovely lady who's uh, been involved with theatre for most of her life. And she's going to... Well, she is today. I hope she won't mind us uh, telling everybody. She's 79. Her name is Norma Dunbar. She's done it all. Started out as a dancer... Went on to appear in many original West End theatres, including Fiddler on the Roof, which she did with uh, for four years. She also did uh, Frankie Howard, a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum. Constantly meeting people who worked with Frankie Howard. She was one of the uh, leading artists at the world-famous Players Theatre and appeared often in the good old days. And um, she's still looking for work, but she's listening to the programme this morning. So, Norma, many happy returns of the day. And uh, that's from all of us here. And Adrian, of course, you know very well indeed. So many happy returns of the day. Darren's with us. Morning. And uh, so is my Apple iPhone 3GS. Lucky you. Which is very nice indeed. We, we, gave, we gave away an Apple iPad 2 yep. on Friday. So today it's the Apple iPhone 3GS, which has got, as everybody knows, the, the uh, iPod, 3 megapixel camera, the video recorder, the internet device, 8 gigabytes of memory, so you can put your videos, your photos, your music on there. 
person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning. In other words, you've got 55 minutes to play this one. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid £1.21, you text Steve, one two one, and then send that to treble eight two one. If you just want to bid 20 pence, you text Steve, 20, and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes at 10am this morning. Must be over 16. Entries are limited. And cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Full colour touch screen. So you'll love it. So have a go for that. Big news for technology this week. Asus have announced uh, they're launching a new tablet computer. I'm going to go to the launch of that next week. We'll have some photos on the website and a review of that then. Carphone Warehouse have announced they've sold one million Android smartphones. Really? As you know, I'm a big fan of Android now, after the one we reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Nintendo launched their 3DS gaming device, the 3D version of it. Um, actually, there's lots of places you can go around and have a play with them now. I know, they had them in HMV yeah. yesterday when I went yeah. in. Have you, did you like try to play with this? No. No, you should have a go. It's I'm interesting. I'm way too old to stand there playing gaming when you've got somebody half my age standing there in front of me, I'm afraid. Well, Samsung <laughs> announced two new Android tablets, which are coming out in April and June. Do that more of that nearer the time. Of course, as you just said, iPad launched there. Sorry, Apple launched their iPad 2 on Friday. And when you first see it, it doesn't strike you as very different. It's only when you start handling it, you realise it's actually been completely redesigned. Let right. me pass you this one, Steve. The first thing you'll notice... This is it, is it? That is it. Right. Is where, compared to your one, it is yeah. 30% thinner. And this is the... Is this the leather cover? That's the leather cover. Now, open the cover. You'll notice it goes on straight away. Yeah. You notice it turns on immediately? Oh, right. Oh, so... so it's off when the cover's on. Right. And now, then, I like no. the cover. Now, I've ordered the red leather cover. Yeah. And so it comes fitted, does it? Pull it off. Just you Pull it just off? Pull it. Yeah, just pull. Pull it. Oh. Just pull. There oh, right, it's magnets. It's magnets. Ah! And the magnets oh, inside clever. the cover ah. turn the machine off. Just spat all over it. That's all right. <laughs> I want you to... This is very, really clever how it does this. Just mm. lift the corner of the cover, Steve. Shut it. Shut it. Shut it. Lift the corner of the cover so then you can hear it go off. Yeah. It's off. And then it goes straight on the minute you open it. I like the cover that goes on the top. <laughs> no, I'll well, tell you for why. Billions of dollars spent yeah. in designing well, I've something. ordered white as well. What because I decided that black was getting too messy, but I like the leather cover, and I like the idea that the magnets are strong enough to actually... Oh, yeah, right. You can hear it turning off. You can off. hear it turn itself yeah, off. so lift the cover off yeah, again, and, and it's, it's on, on again. again. That's so it's clever. Yeah. And so I've got... Ah, oh, right. Well, that, and now I appreciate why that cover cost that much money, because I couldn't quite work out why it was an extra 50 quid. Now, if you roll it like a Toblerone... Sorry? You know, it's the shape of a Toblerone. Oh, right, yes. Roll the cover. Backwards. No, no, no. Oh, for, Right. Give you, no, 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 no. Give, pass it back. I'll show you how to do well, this. I was, well, it's like that, and it's upside down. Yeah, so you do it yeah. like... You've done it the wrong way around. Yeah. Completely the wrong way around. Well, I've done so. my best, didn't I? <laughs> Nobody said so, it was factor. So the cover rolls yeah. back like that, so you have it like this. Yeah. It's so much thinner, or it's half you have the, the stand, thickness. and it's like... Yeah. Like, oh, right. So you can have it in a portrait yeah. or a landscape. See, it's half the thickness, isn't it? 33% thinner. Right, this is... Slightly lighter, but it's 64. not... 64. See, I've ordered 30... Six, I think. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. Making me own one up now. Thirty. So no, I've ordered thirty-two <laughs> gigabytes. So uh, it's been completely redesigned. It's not until you start playing. Let's take the old one out. Yeah. Its cover, which is side by side, so you can have a good look. Oh, it's see, completely different, isn't it? See oh, the is differences. It? Oh. Well, actually, it's it's a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. 
lot lighter. It's got a dual-core processor inside, which means everything mm. works twice as fast. Yeah. I it's... like the cover that goes straight over it. It does keep it a lot... <laughs> A lot cleaner. It does. Well, it's got a cover, cleaning cover on the inside of it as well. Yeah. You notice the cover yes. inside. All oh, right. Interesting. Um, two nice. cameras, one on the front, one on the back. So can you fa- you can't FaceTime me, can you, on this? It's not- yeah, no, you can FaceTime You can it. FaceTime on the computer? Yes. Oh, really? Really? Yes. On the iPad and wow. the computer and anyone else with a right. FaceTime on their uh, Oh, that just pushed a button inadvertently. Oh, oh, look. Oh, it's, oh look, it's got the camera on it. Yeah. Oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll cancel. Uh, yes, all right. Right. Now, go to the first page of the... Uh, oh, I don't know how to do the first page. Right, there. Yeah. The front. Switch, switch all the way back to the first page. Yeah. And f- click on Photo Booth. This will give you an idea of the power of the computer photo and the new graphics card they're using. You have to bear with me on this. The little red icon that says Photo Booth. Um, on the front page. Am I not... No, go left. Left. There we are. Oh, photo booth. Right. Is this built in? This is built in. Right. And that will give you an oh, idea of the goodness. speed Look of the that. graphics card. The graphics card in it is nine times faster than Thermal the other Thermal camera, mirror image. Now, that's running nine different images all at the same time. You look fabulous, don't you, Steve? Where is the camera? Oh, it's there. It's at the top. Ah. There's one on the back as well, so you can... Uh, um, Good Lord. And it's got X-ray. Cool. Blimey. That just gives you an idea nice. of the quality of the, the graphics on yeah. it. Yeah. Very nice. It's also Very got nice. a built-in gyroscope, which means... Right. Let me just show you again. I like the front cover, because it, it's also... <laughs> well, I do, because I think that's actually... I know that I'm, I'm, I'm the simplest pleased person, let me tell you. Um, Magnet, so it stays there. Right, I'm going to show you how the gyroscope works. If you hold that game, yeah. the gyroscope in it means that as you move the iPad up and down, oh, yeah. the gun in the game is moving up and down with you. And if you spin around on your chair... The game will spin around with you. I'm quite sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. It's very nice. It is very nice. Is this built in, this game? No, that's... Uh, you have to again, download you, you that. You can download it from the right. App Store. Still has a 10-hour battery life, which is good. Also, if you've got a big screen TV with HDMI, you can buy this little adapter here, Steve. You plug that into the bottom of the iPad. Yeah. This plugs into your TV, and then everything on your iPad now appears on your screen. So if you're doing presentations or you've made a film on your iPad, you can plug it straight into your Lovely. TV, and away you go. It's also got AirPlay in it, so if you've got Apple TV, anything oh, that is on your iPad will immediately go onto your television as well. Where it really, really goes faster is um, compared to the old pad is things like Safari, which is the browser on the yeah. internet. You'll um you'll notice that you browse around much faster than you did before. Now, the big question. If you've already got an iPad... How much is it? <laughs> no, no, well, it's actually cheaper than the old one. Yes, they have, they've, they've yes, the it's come down, down a little bit. Which is strange, because they didn't bring the prices down in America. There was this big thing about there's going to be no change in the price, but actually they're cheaper in the UK than they are. They've, well, they've reduced the price, unlike the, the mm. US. If you've already got an iPad, you need to upgrade. It's a really tough question to answer, because unless you want the camera... Yeah. And really, are you going to use... the cover... <laughs> I'm amazing you're buying a new iPad yeah. just because of the cover. Exactly. Because well, actually, that's so because simple. you're so fascinated by the cover, let me show you how this works. It's magnets. There's magnets in this edge, which yeah. is the edge which turns it on and off. So, as you can see, as you can hear, it turns it on instantly. So, there's no more pushing this yeah. button. On this side, the other side, there are magnets in the on the cover. Yeah. But inside the iPad, there are two magnets. Well, there are magnets which running along the from the equipment, presumably. But when you take the cover off. Mm. The magnets retract inside the iPad on a spring, so the magnets don't interfere with any of the equipment 
around oh, right. you. If I was to hold this next to the microphone, we'd be taken off air if the magnets were exposed. Mm. But as you can see, we're using it here and it's not affecting any equipment. Right. When you put the case back on, it pulls the magnets from inside the device. You can hear it clicking on here. Listen. It also just seems to find the right place. It does. As well. That's the whole yeah. design issue. Very clever. Like but you have that. to pick your colour when, you, when you're buying it. And as I say, there's a cleaning cover on the inside, yeah. so it helps keep it a bit cleaner and you can, you can use it to clean the, the yeah. iPad as well. Yeah. So... If you've already got an iPad, do you need to buy another one? Uh, if you want, if you want the cameras, yeah. If you want thinner and faster, then yes. But of course, as they've already got advance orders of God knows how many, I should imagine most people are agreeing with me and saying that even if you've got an iPad at the moment, you will be upgrading to another one. But on the other hand, it's it's not cheap. When I say it's not cheap, I was looking at the people queuing mm. uh, outside the store in. Kingston, yes, in. I was thinking to myself, this isn't like, you know, a 20 quid game you're buying here. No. This is a 600 pound piece of equipment. It's six, you know, and we, most people obviously now put them on cards. So you've sort of, you've bought it on the never never, and that's what people will, will do. They don't, the 699 pound is the top of the, the end of the, yeah. you don't need to spend No, I was, that was 32. I paid 638, I think. Have you bought the one with the, um, it's got everything, mobile, 3G, Wi Fi, yeah, everything, yeah. yeah. Um, sings, dances, washes up, takes you out, talks to you when you're lonely. You know, everything. Now, don't forget there is competition on the way. This, this is mm. undoubtedly the best tablet computer on the market yeah. at the moment. Samsung yeah. are desperately competing at the moment with their Android mm. device, which is trying to bring out... Um, I, well, I'm sure that they will. The trouble is you've bought in, as we were saying, you've bought into a, into a brand. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you buy Apple, you'll buy Apple. All they're doing is just increasing their, their, their database, aren't they? Listen, we have to take a short break. Well, it starts at £399. Yes. Say. That's the, the, but that's the yeah. basic one. Basic model. And, of course, if you can afford more, you'll, you'll spend more money because, you know, you want, you want Wi-Fi, you want 3, 3G, you want everything, don't you? You do want the leather cover as well with the magnets in it. Well, you do. Uh, qu- yeah. Well, I do, yeah. yeah. Now I've seen it. Quarter past nine. Here's John from Quick Fit 3. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past nine is the time, so you've literally got 41 minutes to have a go for my how low. We've got a load of questions to get through as well, so better crack on with uh, those. No more, no more questions coming in, please, because we're up to my gunnels with them, and I'm not going to have enough time to get everything in at the moment. Uh, 8 for 850, and uh, another one. Oh, just very, very quickly, actually, one here who says, um, tell Barbara how much I'll miss our chats every morning about your show. She's being made redundant this week. Uh, after 35 years working at Windsor and Newton in Wealdstone. I think they're a paint shop, aren't they? Don't they do uh, the art stuff, Windsor? I'm sure they do. Windsor and Newton. So there you go, Peter. That's from Barbara. OK, Ranjit, can I listen to local radio channels through my laptop? We can listen to LBC on uh, your laptop. Don't want to listen to, to anything LBC. else, Ranjit. We don't want anything else. You just Any, listen to LBC, all right? Or any other global radio station will be fine. Yes. yes just, <laughs> OK, just that. Yes. OK, so the answer is yes. Rosalind has got an HTC Desire. Yep. Is an antivirus app needed before I start downloading apps? If needed, would you recommend one? You don't need antivirus app if you're legally downloading from the App Store. Lots of people got into trouble recently from illegal downloads onto their Android phone. Right. And then infected themselves and destroyed their phone. So uh, if you're doing it legally, there shouldn't be anything to worry about. But uh, if you go to the App Store, you'll probably find this antivirus you can use anyway. Right, OK. Right. Um, t- just very quick, this is one you don't have. Does, uh, does Internet Explorer get support to work on Windows Vista? 
says Jeff. I've tried yes. to install on two laptops. No page will open. Have to system restore to get uh, X8 back. Internet Explorer 8 yeah. back. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't know whether or not Internet Explorer Nine works on Vista. That's a good question. I'll have a look at that later. Okay, maybe that one there. Uh, one from Sharon, who's got uh, a desktop computer. And when I recently had broadband connected at my property, when I switched the PC on, the display says no input signal, no VGA monitor going to sleep mode. I've asked them at the computer store, and they told me it was probably a loose connection in the blue cable. But then somebody else says it's something to do with a colour card inside the base. I don't want to bring it to the shop in case I get charged a fortune. It could be the cable. If you can borrow one from a friend, just yeah, to try borrow changing another cable. it. Or it, it's probably the graphics card. I think that's what they mean when they Is say colour card. Oh, the c- graphics card. Or, if you know what you're doing or a friend can help you, remove the graphics driver from the system preferences. Reinstall it. So reboot the computer. And it will reinstall the graphics driver. Hopefully that will help. Right. If you do take it back to the store, make sure you ask them how much it's going to cost before you uh, get them to do any work on it because you don't want them to present you with a bill for more than the computer's actually right. worth. And we are at the mercy of these people, because you take it in there, you don't know. What's, it's, no. it's like taking your car into the garage, and they say, needs this, and you go, does it? And they go, well, you better to get it done now. Yeah. So uh, It's a very, very old computer, then it's worth considering upgrading. Yeah. Um, rather than spending a lot of money on it. OK. Uh, Joan says, my grandparents met in the King's Road, Chelsea, in 1899 in a fish and chip shop. As my grandmother said, this generation didn't discover King's Road. It was always there. Wayne and Colleen were not the first. I know. Everybody met outside the chip shop. Everybody met it because the, you know, the chip shop was the place to meet, wasn't it? Or the milk bar. Um, one from Anita. What is the best free photo software for me to download in order to place photos on eBay? Um, that's a good question. Google. Go to Picasso on the Google website. That's yeah. free. Um, if you've got... A phone that you're taking the pictures with, it usually comes with software. But Picasso's probably the best one. Right. OK. Tom says, about to buy a new computer. Should I wait for USB 3? USB 3 is now out, so you can already get it in certain computers. There's also a new standard called Thunderbolt, which is appearing in some computers, which is... Thunderbolt uh, and Lightning, very, very... I I think it transfers data at something up to, like, 10 gigs a second. Which is a right. huge speed. So you'll you'll start seeing USB three and Thunderbolt appearing as we speak. Okay. In fact, Thunderbolt is in the new MacBook Pros. Yeah. Strangely enough, Rudy listens in in Munich, and he listens to LBC on the car radio in Germany. And on internet radio. Well, he probably. says iPhone, Bluetooth, car radio connection, yeah. a flat rate internet contract yeah, yeah, absolutely. works a treat. Yeah, you can. If you you can listen to LBC, so you can drive around Germany listening to this program. Yes. How wise. If you've got a, an Android or a, an iPhone yeah. and you've got the LBC app, you can listen to LBC anywhere in the world. Now, be aware of the data charges, but if you've got a local SIM card, for example, and you're on un, un, unlimited data, then you can listen to LBC no matter where you are. Yeah. What I would recommend you do not do, though, is if you've got a UK Android or um, iPhone with a UK SIM in it and you're going to Australia for your holidays, for example... Don't listen to LBC on your UK tariff because you come home to a bill with uh, many hundreds or if not thousands of pounds. And they'll make you pay. They will make you pay. Make you pay. Actually, talking of people paying, nothing to do with what we're talking about at the moment, but Dave says, I know we all want the vandals to pay for the damage they cause rather than the people demonstrating about the lack of money. Exactly. So you've got people complaining they haven't got any money and vandals creating uh, a problem and which we'll end up paying for. So, I mean, they really are even more stupid than you imagine. Mm. Uh, Tom says, when's the next stage show? Uh, end of summer, I think. 
end of summer, I think, and then, then Christmas, you know, the big all singing, all dancing, you know, elephants again. Uh, I have the original PlayStation 3. Yeah. Could you ask Darren if I should buy the new version to get a bigger hard drive, or can you expand the hard drive of my current one? You can expand the hard drive. It costs you about 50 quid. If you um, go on to Amazon, somewhere like that, just type in hard drive PlayStation 3, mm. you can probably get a 600, 640 gig hard drive for about 50 quid. Mm. Uh, on YouTube, there are lots of tutorials that show you how to unscrew the old one and put the new one in. What you do have to do, is if you've got lots of games on there, is back up all the data. So you can connect an external drive right. to your PlayStation, back it all up, put the new hard drive in, and then restore all, the, all, all your old data. Very easy to do. Take you about half an hour in total right save you a lot of money okay now warren yeah wants to know i've just lost him actually he uh wait a minute he, he wants to know about whether or not he's going to get a, a good deal on the ipad in the states the i no because the ipad here is slightly they reduce the price compared to the ones right. in america which they haven't reduced the price yes don't forget that when you look online on the apple store for the america those prices don't include sales tax so if you go into the Fifth Avenue store in a, Apple, right. they're going to add sales tax to that. Right. So there's tax to pay on top. And, and of also, course, Warren, very, it, when you come into the UK, Warren, you will be paying... you. Because <laughs> you're a good, honest citizen, you will be declaring your iPad purchase, won't you, as you go through customs? I feel Warren shaking his head <laughs> at this particular moment. Um, of course, the, the, the other problem is that because it's a piece of equipment bought in, in America, is the warranty valid here? You can take it into a shop here and they'll repair it? Apple have a worldwide warranty on all their products except the iPhone. I'm not sure about the iPad 3G because yeah. it's got a mobile phone. To be honest Basically, with you, the, the, money you're gonna, no. the money you're going to save, which will be a few quid, yeah. it's just not worth the hassle. And if they do stop you when you're walking through customs, they will fine you for not declaring it. Yeah. But you could just take it all out of the box, couldn't you? Pretend it was yours anyway. Yeah, but they can see from the serial numbers where they've come from. Oh, they're not going to worry about that, are they? They do. Are they? Oh. Yeah, I've known several people, friends oh. recently, have been stopped. I would. It's best to abide by the law, don't you think, Steve? Oh, absolutely. I'm yes. a firm, firm believer in being totally truthful and honest <laughs> at all times. Exactly. So uh, the answer is, get it here, Warren. Okay, you're yeah. not going to. You're not going to really say it's going to be negligible. It really is. Um, Do you want me to stay after for a few more? Yeah, just a few more minutes. I've got some here. Oh, and also, oh. any news on the PS4? No. Not yet. No. There you go. It's a bit quick. Okay. What what we'll do? We'll 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 take a break, as they say. Oh, uh, we'll take a break, and then uh, the other side of that, uh, we've just got a few more questions I want to run through. Don't forget the Apple iPhone, the three GS, which is up for grabs in my How Low Reverse auction. We've only got thirty two minutes on this one. Remember, the last one went for twenty six p. That might not be an indication of what this one goes for, but they... Oh, thank you. But they do go for uh, for for very low prices. It's got the uh, the iPhones. Sorry, it's got the iPod, 3-megapixel camera, the video recorder, internet device, music, video, photos, everything, and 8 gigabytes of memory. Hammer comes down, 10am this morning, so you've got to be quick. To play this one, you text Steve, so to Ever Air, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid 4p, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 4, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid 41, exactly the same, Steve, 41, treble eight two one. You send it to. Competition finishes at 10am. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And Warren says, yes, customs are red hot on electronics and duty. So the advice is don't risk it, OK? Because we'd hate you all to get caught. This. 27 minutes to 10. 
or to nine, if you haven't done the clocks, and you're still sitting at home going, oh, I don't know, dragging a bit this morning, isn't it? And uh, the answer is, it's 25, 27 minutes to ten, exactly. Uh, Margaret, no, you can't. There you go. So I tell you that now, just in case. You'll never, ever know. Uh, strange enough, Shelley has said, um, you know, iPad 2, should you buy one? It depends whether you need one, doesn't it? It depends whether you need one. I don't think anybody can ever say to you, you definitely need to, to buy one of these things. If, if you've got the old one, will you buy the new one? You probably will, because you've bought into the, into the brand, and you probably like the idea. Uh, after the news at 10 o'clock this morning, I'm delighted to say that Andrew Pierce is back with us in the studio. Good morning. Not very well. I think you put on weight, haven't you? Well, I needed to. You did need to put on a bit, yes. Went to India and lost half a stone. Uh, well, everybody does. I know, that is yes, the problem. Yes, it is the problem. People do fall ill, don't yes, they? Yes, I fell ill even on the plane you... coming back. Oh, right. <laughs> even worse. But people, even though they know all the the, the, the precautions and the things to do, oh, people still fall no ill. No ice, no salad. Yes. But it's just... Uh, only bottled water. All only of that. I, I didn't know. even drink while I was there. Things so I would... Good Lord. So I would um, Countries not get must dehydrated. Be in freefall, then. Bit cruel, isn't it? <laughs> Made up for some. Well, it's Lent, of course, so I'm not drinking anyway. Well, exactly. I, I've given up spending money. <laughs> Quite right. Well, that, well, there's nothing new there. Now, what a disgrace yesterday. Um, Ed Miliband described the marches yesterday as equivalent to the anti-apartheid marches and the suffragettes, and yet, as per usual, rent a mob wrecked it. So the actions of I don't, the few. I, I mean, I've, I've watched it time and time again on the television, and I've seen. I, I came through Piccadilly this morning. Yeah. And it, it all looked fine. Yeah. They've cleaned it all up. The Westminster have been out really fast. Trafalgar Square. They've done that. They've graffitiized some of the lions, I believe. I don't understand that there's one march which is demonstrating about cuts and peaceful and peaceful, and they're happily there. And this renter mob, and I tell you, I'd love to rip their silly little masks off yeah, their yeah. stupid little faces, that I hope that when they turn up in court, and I think it's over 200, will be charged, um, I hope that the judges come down really hard, because this is just getting ludicrous. And we've got a, to stop it now. It's an appalling advertisement for, for Great Britain, yes, PLC, and for London. And we've got, of course, the Royal Wedding in a few weeks' time. And also, if I was a policeman, I wouldn't want to stand out there no. while people are filling light bulbs with ammonia and throwing it out. I would want to go around and break their bloody legs. And they learn that on the internet, apparently. Yes. Didn't I find you, it disgraceful. Wouldn't you have thought the police might have realised that Topshop might be a target? Did they not target it before? Fortnum and Masons. Absolutely. They seem to target rich people and are more than happy to take all the benefits. Fortnum and Masons. And all the little things from their rich parents. With tourists. Yes, of course That's it is. That's what it is. It's yes. most, one of the most. Po- so, so I'm talking about that. I'm talking Ed State, who was an advisor to Ed, to George Osborne, the Chancellor. He's coming in to review the papers. So we'll be talking about the budget. I'll be talking to Angela Eagle, who's the Shadow Chief Secretary to the Treasury. And Libya, we've got Sir Richard Dalton on, former ambassador to Libya, about. Um, I'd like to know what's the end game here. What is the exit strategy? I tell How long are we going to be there? Is, we're going to be there for years. Dear There's me. going to be people banging on our door for asylum because they're going to say, "Excuse me, we've just bombed our homes." It is a and so we're going to be taking people in because we can't be seen to be bombing one minute and then not helping them next. It is a classic disconnect when only 13 MPs vote against this military conflict, and yet I suspect more than half the country is absolutely opposed to this. Well, we haven't got any money. What are, what are we doing me? this for? Eight hundred thousand pounds in missile. Some I read some we've only got four. Is that it? I think we should start. But could we start sort of putting putting them out to tender in in. What? 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 That? That's a heart attack with every bite, Steve. It's Lent, you can't be It's not for me. No, I bet it no, is. No, it's not for me. I just look at... I just make myself ill by looking at cakes. Not for you, either. No, that's another iPad. Everywhere you go, it's like you can't move in it. It's iPad City I at the moment. I don't have one. Sorry? Don't, don't let me run away. I don't have an iPad. No. I do have an iPod. OK. Off he goes. He'll be quite happy, actually, now. 
Right. Uh, so, you've now got... Tr- so, Andrew's with you after the news at ten. But, again, the same questions that we've said all the time. A, what are we doing in Libya? B, where's the money coming from? C, what are we going to do about this dreadful disaster yesterday? A peaceful march, people complaining, and then other people who want to go around and destroy cash points, spray silly little graffiti, like silly little girls that they were, out there and throwing things at the police. If I was on the front line and I was a police officer standing there, I'm not... How they keep their tempers, I've got no idea. I'd be inclined to be going out there with with tear gas or something. It's about time they do it in other countries, bring out the water cannon, hose the blooming lockdown. You always get the few, don't you, standing in Trafalgar Square. Oh, I had no idea. The police were very heavy-handed. Well, don't be there, love. Don't be there. Stay at home. Do some knitting. Do something important in your life. Supposed to turning up there with a silly little mask on your face. The reason they wear them is to hide themselves. Because they know that they're going to commit acts of violence or, uh, or acts against people or, or property. And they don't want to be identified. I'd, I'd love to find out who they were, go around, smash their parents' houses up, and then go, oh, sorry, we thought it was just a bit of fun. You know, we don't like rich people. Ridiculous, honestly. It just drives me mad. So right. Andrew will sort that out. App of the week, this is on Android and iPhone, is called Shake It Photo. I'm going to take your photograph now. Let me just get the LBC logo in nicely. There right, we go. There we, go. we use that and... OK. What does it do? It produces... Let me do another one. I'll show you. I have to do it quickly. I can't fill dead air. It creates a, a, a Polaroid picture, as <laughs> you can right. see. Oh, it's actually doing a Polaroid picture. Oh, yes, so, so it is. I've, I've it, hove into view. And it's gradually... Uh, yes. It materialises. It's like a spirit photo, yeah. ladies and But gentlemen. it also uses the same colours as the old Polaroid pictures. Yes. Pale. Look at... Oh, can you smile? Do you remember having... Please, Sorry? look at the state of you. Mr okay. Misery. Well... Well, nobody said I was a publicity shot. I have to do that again. Actually, I found sorry, some publicity shots of me the other day. not acceptable. Let's me do with enough. hair and everything, but a bit Jason Gardner-ish. I smiled. So there we go. In a mindless kind of way. Do you remember that like noise? That you, you remember when you used to, did you have a Polaroid camera? Really? Just me again. All children. Is it probably before their time, yeah, actually? Is, yeah. Actually, I have a horrible feeling it's before their time, because I had one, and then it, and you pushed a button, it delivered it out, and this white stuff <laughs> used to come out either side of the uh, You have your photo. photo on Twitter? That does look, yeah. All right, we're yeah, going right. to put it on Twitter. But it's this white stuff, you'd come out, and you would pull the thing off, and then you'd shake it, and then gradually the... F- Am I talking to myself? Why am I facing... Am I facing the wrong way or something? Sitting there laughing at me. And we used to do this for... And you could take instant pictures. You could take a picture of anything. You sure you want and that... And then go- you could... You sure you want that going on Facebook? Well, show me again. <laughs> you sure? So not on Facebook, on Twitter? No, I don't. No. Well, I'm putting it up there. Photoshop it. No, it's going on Twitter. Yeah. And, that, and we used to take these pictures of all sorts of things, you know. And, uh, and then you'd sort of... I'm facing the wrong way, aren't I? You shouldn't have had that cream cake. Right, we've got some more questions. Quickly, we've got to whiz through these. You've got five minutes to go through these. Uh, Atur says, I have a lot of technical documents in PDF format. Can you recommend the best e-reader to open PDF documents? Um, There's lots, actually. Uh, The Amazon Kindle, the latest one, does it. If you go to Wikipedia, type in uh, PDF readers, there's a whole list of all the compatibility issues that affect all the readers. I mean, obviously, an iPad will do it as well. Uh, so it's between iPad and Kindle, but there are others. Okay. Um, love the show at the Mermaid, says Barbara. My husband wants to know what you use to make the picture show on the big screen. Oh, you're the one with all your family shots. Yes. That was all done on a Mac. That, in fact, that whole show ran from a MacBook Pro. Yeah, we the just... The whole thing was run, run on a laptop. Done. And that software was called Keynote, which you can download from the App Store on your iPad or on your Mac. Yeah. So, love uh, the coffee machine. Is it still working? I don't know, is it? It was up until 20 minutes ago, is yes. It? That's yeah. all I've been drinking this Quite morning. Quite nice to have a coffee, actually. Yes. Gene in Worcester... No chance. Gene in Worcester <laughs> Park says, I'm trying to listen to LBC on my iPhone via the LBC site, but it won't work. 
You have to listen to LBC on your iPhone via the app. So go to the App Store yep. and download the LB- LBC app. It's free. You can do it on Android as well. Right. And uh, away you go. Okay, simple as that. Uh, Will says, I've got an HTC Android phone. How do I get my music and video from iTunes onto the phone? Uh, there's a piece of software called Double Twist, which you buy in the marketplace, the Android marketplace, and you download that to your iPhone. You go onto your... Was it a PC or a Mac? It doesn't matter. Okay. You're throwing these away. Well, I, I just thought you'd answer the question. Actually. And then you, uh, you oh, download uh, Double Twist onto your computer, and you can then... HTC Android phone. Okay, and then it will transfer it that way, and if you get Double Twist Air... You don't have to connect your HTC to the phone. It will do it wirelessly, which is very, very clever indeed. Right. OK, Graham says, following the launch of the iPad 2 this week, when do you think iPad 3 will be announced and launched with a better screen resolution and external connectivity? My favourite word. You know, that is a question that everyone is asking. And the truth very the difficult. Is they're, they're probably ahead of it already. Oh, they're they? working on iPad 4, I'm sure, already. Yeah. They're just waiting for the technology to to improve and are they coming from from japan these elements of it come from the japan the glass right. they use on it is from japan that's why they've wild... got problems with trying to get them all through mm. isn't it because well, of the... no, well not just that it's just you've seen the queues they're yeah. selling thousands of well, but, then, millions of but things. then surely based on you know how many they sold last time round, would they not anticipate that this one would create even more interest and then churn out even more of the things they are working as fast as they can yeah i'd be very interested to know what's going to happen because Samsung are going to be their massive competitors. Yeah. Although, having said that, they've sold 15 million iPads so far. They've sold. Million. They've sold. Right. Samsung have made two million Galaxy Tabs. Not sold them. They've actually just made, made them. Right. They won't release how much money, how many they've sold. So right. whether the wars are Three. over already, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be competition is good, and I like android yeah. as an operating system it's a very good operating the new samsung is going to use one one called honeycomb which has not been released yet so right thing is uh, obviously honeycomb. there's motorola as well which has got the they've they've just released the tab or about to release a tablet computer yeah. it's only got 40 apps so far on it 40 right. or 50 apps steve With, why, why can't i open flash documents on the iphone a flash doesn't work on iphone no flash that's doesn't the down, work the downfall if there is one with the iphone and the ipad is the battle that adobe and apple are having about why you can't use flash on these devices you can on a samsung or a, an android device right so if you've got an htc phone you'll be able to use flash fine okay and if flash is important to you that's something to consider yes uh can you ask darren about files conversion it, inadvertently i deleted several files by using ccleaner the files also disappear from the recycle bin then i downloaded recover from the lbc website i now have all the old files including i assume the ones i accidentally deleted however i'm unable to open them a box came up saying word cannot start the converter mswr didn't fix things true not sure on that one i'm afraid to oh. ask what's the error code uh the area code error oh error code yeah m-s-w-r-d-g try sticking a word disc in as well repair that make sure right. there's not, nothing too bad that's happened on that but okay. i'll have a look at that as well okay and uh, sue from southampton's got a sony vio yeah i've not received an automatic download installation of service pack one i've been looking on the microsoft website to see how to do it but it looks very complicated and there are lists of file names for downloads okay. which i don't understand reading blogs the whole process seems fraught with problems do i really need service pack one anyway Go to start all programs on your computer and then go Windows Update 
and it should automatically do it for you. Right. It'll automatically find the files that you need and not the ones that you don't. Um, do you need it? It's best to always keep up to date with the service packs because of the security issues, so on and so forth. Right. Okay. So now you know. Okay. So you, you can't do Flash on the iPhone. No. And that's and I don't to everybody else who's asked. you ever will. No. You never know. One day they might make an announcement they've made up together, but there's a battle going on between the two companies. Right. And there is an issue. For example, if you update your blog at home and you've got an iPad, you can't do it on the iPad at yeah. NBC. So right. people are having to use their laptops. It's not a perfect device, but no devices. Okay. Not perfect, but no, de- no devices. Okay. Thanks very much indeed. Sounds back with us next week on the programme. And uh, sorry we didn't get round to your question today, but you've got to be quick on the, off the mark. And, and we I'm can uh, uploading that photo now. Yes. I'll be so excited on Twitter. Not one of my better pictures, but you might as well enjoy it. It'll amuse people. I think, at least it's live. 14 to 10. With the travel, here's Tom. Uh, thanks very much for this. Just... And listen again. Thank you very much indeed. 12 minutes before the uh, hour of 10 o'clock. You've got 12 minutes to have a go for the iPhone 3GS. James Max. This afternoon from four, with George Osborne proposing a radical shake-up of the state pension in his 2011 budget. James will be learning about how the changes will affect you. He'll be joined in the studio by Julian Webb, a pension specialist at Fidelity, who will be taking your calls. Plus, with the deadline for your ICER allowance fast approaching, Justin Urquhart-Stewart will be revealing how savers can best make the most of their cash. You can join James from four Sunday afternoon for all the day's top stories. Don't forget, I'm not here this week on LBC. James Max will be waking you up at five o'clock every day. I'm back next Sunday on the programme. So uh, you get a whole week off from me. You get James Max and I'll be back next Sunday. OK, Bridget. Thank you, Bridget. Uh, David said all the details about the sale of the circus. This is uh, the Moscow State Circus from the March King Pole. It's now owned by three people, including Dr Hayes from the Circus of Horrors. The chap you mentioned has been the general manager for ten years. How lovely to have a circus. It just sounds nice, doesn't it? You know, I've bought a circus. How nice. How nice is that? Uh, Michael Van Stratton's book that you were asking about uh, is Superfoods from the Garden. Grow it, cook it and achieve the best, best health ever. It's from Psycho Books. Psycho books. And I did promise that I would mention the uh, the ball, which is uh, taking place this coming Saturday, the 2nd of April at the Lancaster London. Used to be the Royal Lancaster Hotel. This is an aid of the Dame Vera Lynn Trust that runs the school for parents of children with cerebral palsy at Ingfield in West Sussex. And it's to celebrate 10 years since the lovely Dame Vera started the trust. Christopher Biggins is running the auction. Hayley Westenra who is vice president of the charity, will be singing. And Dame Vera will also be in attendance. She was 94 last Sunday. There are a few tickets less left from their web address, which is www.dvltrust. I think it's DVL Trust. DVL Trust. Yes, it'll be D- Dame Vera Lynn Trust.org.uk. DVL Trust.org.uk. And that's for the 2nd of April. So if you're one of these people who likes going out to balls and and mixing with the rich and the famous and you want to see Biggins doing an auction, of which he is particularly good, and the lovely Hayley Weston are singing, and the money goes to the School for Parents of Children with Cerebral Palsy, set up by Dame Vera Lynn, then uh, that's the thing for you. The website, www.dvltrust.org.uk. So the Michael Van Stratton book was Superfoods from the Garden. I'm going to take that home and start studying. Uh, I, I, I read again, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the programme, the uh, the Della Bovi 
as one of uh, one of her neighbours comments, she's not quite the lady she paints herself to be. Quite clearly not. Because you remember, Anthea Turner famously took her man. Now Della Bovey has walked out on her husband and stolen the partner of another woman who complains Della's done the very same thing she moaned about. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Was it ever thus, I'm afraid? Was it ever thus? There's always somebody who's going to get hurt and in things like that. But quite clearly, I shouldn't imagine she was. You remember, actually, there was some big PR campaign, wasn't there? This is where Della famously uh, was photographed dancing to I Will Survive in a skin-tight red dress. I thought it was Lady in Red. I didn't think it was. I would have thought it was Lady in Red, but there you go. And uh, this was at a party where her husband and Anthea were present, initially at work, because he then went back. But then, uh, unfortunately, Grant Bovey then went back to Anthea Turner. She became even more unbearable. And uh, an old thing now is to say, I think we all deserve each other, actually. <laughs> That's what I think, anyway. And um, there you go. So, Norma's day-to-day. Yes. So, Norma, many, many happy returns of the day because, um, you know, you deserve a nice day. So, that's good. Adrian, thank you for that. 79, eh? 79! Good grief. Uh, Another one that came in very quickly. Let's just do this one. Lovely photo, Steve, says Noreen. Thank you. (laughs) Just have a nice week off. (laughs) I just seem to have loads of things to do, I'm afraid, this week. Loads of things to do. Pete will be seeing me with the car tomorrow. And uh, and then down at the Magic Circle tomorrow, taking uh, photos for the website. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the Magic Circle. And uh, then... Oh, God, there's loads of things happening this week. There really are. I'm looking at this, um, this cake that Prince William wants them to make. And what it is, it's made from rich tea biscuits and dark chocolate. And it's called Chocolate Crunch. Now, I'm assuming that somebody must have made this for him. I can only I can only assume that uh, it was made for him, which has got margarine and butter, chocolate, condensed milk, rich tea biscuits, glacé cherries. I used to love glacé cherries. I could eat glacé cherries. The cows came home. And a variety of chopped nuts. Andrew Pierce with you after the news at 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, he'll have his guests in the studio as well. So it's nice, that cake, isn't it? But it, it's one of these where you crush all the biscuits down. You see, that, that, but it's got a brandy, apparently. Brandy? No, that must be going in their other cake, mustn't it? Don't you think it's going in their other cake? Um, other stories here. Uh, this is uh, a public servant has appeared in court, believed to be connected to child sex offences, uh, under a dr- draconian restriction, which means nothing can be said about him. The Mail on Sunday is aware of his job, but can't disclose any information about the man who can be referred to only as anonymity. Uh, sorry, as X. Bizarrely, a second defendant in the case has not been granted anonymity. What a strange thing. Very odd. And wine lovers are being uh, warned to be aware of a scam involving fake bottles of Jacob's Creek. Now, you're probably all aware of Jacob's Creek. Apparently, 600 bottles were seized from a London off-licence. The imitation Jacob's Creek bottles contain inferior wine are being offered to retailers for £2 each. They've been found on the shelves for the same price as the genuine product. There were spelling mistakes in the small print. The illegal wine has come from China. So my advice is, if you can't tell the difference, avoid it for the moment until they've cleared it all up. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it, that uh, so much uh, stuff is fake nowadays. And Interflora has flopped in the battle for the Mother's Day bouquet. Do you remember years ago? And it, it, it didn't come down to Interflora. I'd ordered some flowers for my mother because I was prone to taking flowers. In this particular case, I sent her some flowers. And I think, for purposes of this programme, I think it was 35 quid's worth. 
go to a local thing and they go, 35 quid, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and my mother, Julie, got the flowers. When I, she never mentioned it. And normally she was very good at saying, oh, I got the flowers, they were lovely, thank you. She never mentioned. And so when I went down, I said, oh, did you get the flowers? She went, yeah, she said, they weren't very good, really. I said, well, they cost a lot. They cost more than the other one. And it turns out that the florist that they'd phoned, who was part of the Interflora chain, didn't have many flowers in stock. So they just sent this bedraggled looking bouquet down there. So what they've actually done now is they've been round to other people. They've been to John Lewis, they've been to Serenata Flowers, to Next, Teleflorist, Marks and Spencers and Interflora. And unfortunately, Interflora scored the lowest. Because you don't know what you're going to get. Whereas, if you go to, say, John Lewis, it's uh, a 30-quid bouquet. And you get, it actually scored 80%. Serenata Flowers did this pink purity. And it was £29.99. The score was... 80%. 80%. Marks and Spencer's Standard Roses and Lily, 30 quid, which seems about the right sort of price. Interflora were cheap at 26 99 but they got the worst score. But the Marks and Spencer's bouquets, I love seeing them outside shops. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, sadly, no more time. Avril, you're very welcome. And uh, as I say, we'll do it again next Sunday. OK, you've literally got, I think, about three minutes uh, left. Three minutes left on the, uh, the programme. And that's for you to get your bids in for the how low. So I'm not here next week, but I will be back with you next Sunday and then the week after that, as per normal. So uh, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weather. It's a bit miserable today. It's not the most exciting day I've ever seen. And uh, hopefully London will be back to normal and they'll clean the graffiti off. As I say, I would, uh, once these people have been prosecuted, if they've been caught on cameras, I bet you tomorrow all the papers are full of photographs of people that they need identifying and, uh, and you will be identifying them and helping them out because these, these people have, uh, have attacked our capital, our beloved capital. And I want them to suffer for it. So if we have to make them get out there and wear orange boiler suits and clean it all up, so be it. So your final, ooh, two and a half minutes now. Get your hands on the Apple iPhone 3GS. It'll be in the last minutes, won't it? Are you going to have that winning bid? I hope so. And uh, no doubt James Max will tell you as he covers for me this week on LBC between five and seven. Don't forget to podcast the programme today, please. And uh, because I rely very much on the podcasts. And don't forget to download... Uh, the uh, In Conversations as well. I'm sure that you'll find more stories in the papers. You've got lots to talk to Andrew Pierce about. As I say, if you believe anything to do with Peter Andre and his so-called relationship with a thick Amy, I mean, what he talks to these people, he must be sitting there saying to his manager, Claire, can I just go out with somebody normal? No, she's my client. You go out with her, Pete, all right? I've made you what you are today. And he goes, what? She goes, weak, <laughs> I should imagine. And uh, Katie Price will lurch from one disaster to another. Have a nice, uh, nice day. As I say, back with you a week today. Andrew's next. Hey.